Oh, uh, mm-hmm. finish the sentence. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Um, this weekend I was playing some Destiny, right? And this South Shocker. African woman jumps on, and uh, like she she sounds really cool. Her name is Mystique, but like she was pretty cool and this and that and the other. And at the same time, as she's hanging out and she's giving compliments, she's also kind of berating me. You need boss in your channel. You need this in your channel. You need that in your channel. You need... I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't even know half the things you're saying. What's less how to do them? <laughs> right? so, so you have a Twitch out. consultant is what you're saying now. Yeah. I, you have a Twitch yes, consultant. I don't know. But like, yeah, yeah, dude. She's all like, you need bots. You need this. You need that. I was like, okay. <laughs> did you did you reel off the, the spiel at the beginning of the podcast and say we're not professional at this? <laughs> no, no. No, I did not. Should have opened with that. I probably should have. As evidenced by the fact that your screen is now just OBS into the distance. Yeah, because I'm trying to figure out. Because, okay, OBS. See the live chat. Not like I have an idea how this works. (laughs) We get to the show every week, and he's trying to figure something out every week. This is Mm -hmm. my laptop. You could do this during the D&D sessions during the week. Well, I've tried all week, and I still can't fix it. And you're not even listening to what the problem is. I am sorry. No, I'm you're sorry. not. I love you. The There's problem you. is, you see the chat here? No. It never shows up. Whenever I open up my device so I can. Oh, you're, you're sir, you're going to. You've need opened up like the robot. Yeah, you've roboted now. I'm going to interact when I, no. I can't see no. this chat. I might as well just roll the credits it then. N- never. Shows up <laughs> on my device. Oh, no. yeah. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news, and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike, where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the Triumph Hunting Titan Night Demon, the Pink Panted Pansy Puroti, and your Hunter Master Ranger, Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! Maybe not stream today. Maybe, maybe yeah. just do the talkie-talkie and not the streamy-streamy. You are not powerful enough, sir. Your internet has not enough bandwidth. <laughs> Well, the bandwidth is, well, the speed is there. I don't know the bandwidth yet. Not enough. Not enough, apparently. Am I still roboting? No. No, you're fine now. Your latency is rural, (laughs) which means you get nothing, you lose. Good day, sir. Oh, God. I hate hotel Wi-Fi. All right. So we have a twabby twabby, I think. We do. We, we've got a whole bunch of raid information, which we could tell people, but honestly, by the time they hear it, it it'll be over. So congratulations yeah. to the winning team. You did a great job. You did fantastic. Well done. We watched you for the whole 16 hours. Yeah. No, sorry, 16 and a half. And sorry, Datto, again, commiserations. We, we, we'd like to, to you know, congratulate Clan Elysium on their glorious world's first win. Great work. <laughs> I'm really curious to see if this is one of these raids where it's like 45 minutes and they're done, or if it's like, you know, 23 and three quarters hours and they're just like, okay, we're at the uh, second uh, encounter. I'm, I'm, that's the part I'm always curious about is just how, 
how big a challenge is this raid? Because DMD was saying some things like, hey, you know, you know, take it, you know, I mean, you know, they say it every time, you know, take care of yourselves, take, take breaks, you know, eat, drink, use the bathroom, breathe. So I'm always curious to see, do you guys think this is going to be one they solve in like two hours? Or do you think it's going to be like, you know, hitting that 24 hour mark and no one's going to be there yet? I mean, I think it's going to be a long one, to be I honest. Think it is I think too. it's I mean, going to be last wish kind of boss encounters. There's, because they've changed the way that the enemies are now structured, they can put more enemies on the screen. And I think they're going to utilize that with the amount of power that we can now put out as guardians. They're going to utilize the fact that we are making things explode left, right, and center. So they're going to go, you wanted a horde mode. Here's a horde mode in a raid. And Ooh. I think we're going to get that. And it's going to be so much fun to watch. Is it just going to be rooms of screams? Just nothing but rooms of screams, oh. big screams, little oh. screams, giant scream bosses. Light, light enabled screams. Tiny baby screams. They're going to come in throwing, throwing um, blades oh, yeah. of We forgot, we forgot the baby screams, didn't we? So they oh, put yeah. in that nightfall. They're, no, they're now warp. in the game. So are the Screebs going to use Nova Warp? Because that seems <laughs> that seems like I mean their their native their native light ability has got to be Nova Warp. They look at that and they go, "That sounds amazing. Let's do it." <laughs> Damn, I think they're going to miss a trick if they don't put the Hive Guardians in there. But then, how does that tie in with the story? I, I like the Hive Guardians as a new Absolutely. element to the game. It's a mm -hmm. new mechanic. It's not like we've given you a new champion to destroy. It's like yeah, we get the idea. We've got to put a mod on. We've got to destroy champions. I like the Hive Guardians. I like the tactics behind it, especially yes. through the campaign of you've got to clear the room before you want to go in and get that person. Or you just take Galahorn, Galahorn everything as you run up to it, crush the mm -hmm. ghost, then go invisible and run away. So it's, it's as simple as that if you're a hunter. Uh, hunters don't even have to run away anymore. We have a stick that we stab people with. It, it 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 um weakens them and then we kill them and then when we kill them we start immediately healing and going invisible uh not at the moment you don't okay not at the moment we will tomorrow or the next day which i found fantastic i start i started the campaign the other day on my hunter and i got to the point yesterday before they did they did an, another maintenance patch and i got up to the point of it was the third mission ghosts and it's the one where you're down in the pit in the circular room. And I thought, fantastic. If I melee something, I go in invisible. I can just run around melee things, go invisible, Oops. I did the <laughs> which was fine. I did that. Mm -hmm. They then turned it off, did the maintenance. As they did the maintenance, they put out a, a help thing saying, oh, by the way, we're going to turn off that uh, mod. So you won't be able to do that anymore. Like, I went into the encounter, I started meleeing thing. I was like, I want to do this. I want to go invisible right. again. Right. <laughs> I miss this. I now have to pull out Galahorn and just Galahorn everything and run around and actually be tactical. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Galahorn. <laughs> what is your tactic? Explosions. <laughs> what is your other tactic? More explosions. Galahorn. Uh, I, I feel <laughs> Galahorn is, is going to be on the chopping block because in that mission, it's meant to be hard, you well, know. You've according got according to the T Rex King. This Twab talks about it being on the chopping block, so we have yet to get to that. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I mean, it's it, it it's exactly what we all said was going to happen. The moment they were like, "We're bringing Galahorn back," I go, and then you're going to eventually nerf it because that's the life cycle of this weapon. 
I shouldn't be able to just fire it blindly into a corner where I see one enemy. <laughs> it takes out all the enemies around that corner. I can then run over, shoot a crystal, and do the same thing. I don't even have to go to that area and fight the boss that's yeah, got a shield. You can do it so many times because it's a Gallahorn. You, you can have a max of eight rounds, yeah. and then those rounds run out. Until yeah. they drop you more ammo to make more rounds. If you know, there are mods you, that you can... We would, yeah, get. I have those mods, but even with those mods, like in some of these encounters, me and Michael were talking about it, it seems pretty damn scarce in some of these encounters, even with the no. mods. No. It, it, it totally depends. Some of them have felt a little scarce, and something is just... I can't remember which mission I was doing where it's just like I had ammo. I had heavy ammo for days. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to Galhorn you. I'm going to Galhorn you. I'm going to Galhorn your friend over there. And you're just all going to drop me heavy ammo. Why? I don't know. Apparently this is a heavy ammo day. I did, you know, I three for notice, one. I did notice that whenever I, whenever I put away my heavy uh, rocket on the boop cannon, that I did have a lot of heavy ammo. Cause the, I, I don't know if the shotgun just works better. I don't know. But when I was using boop gun, I, I had heavy everywhere. Like, I was never in need of heavy. And I was just boop, 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 killing everybody. And That's then running one gun that I keep, keep forgetting. I think I want to use it, but then I just go, a Galahorn. Oh, I've it's Galahorn. so good. Especially on the on the Hunter build, whenever we get that, that item back, it pairs yeah. so well with that whole thing. And it's just like, oh, you're a big guy that I can't stab one time. Boop, boop, boop. Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> dead. You know? <laughs> It's just it's just, it's just so good in this meta, you know. While this is happening, and you can't have access to the to the weakening stabby blade, swap over the suppressing to blade. Uh, yeah, swap over to uh, Rick Cacus's other build about uh, the Revenant Hunter with the huge dust field that lowers all incoming damage to you and lowers all outgoing damage for the enemies. So. Yeah, do that until we get our stabby stab weakening thing back. I think we're going to get the stabby stabby weak thing back, the mod, <laughs> after the raid. I think they're they're turning it off at the moment. They'll probably assess it. They'll go, well, maybe we shouldn't have put this in the game. But it's going away in a couple of months, so enjoy while you can. Yeah, leave it leave it in the game. Like you know what you did, Bungie. Like you, <laughs> you made you made this decision. Yeah. I, I saw somebody say, and maybe you have it in the roundup, so maybe I'll slightly spoil it. Someone being like, listen, they didn't disable it because it's too good. They disabled it because there would be a team of six people going in and using nothing but that the entire raid. Absolutely. <laughs> and they could, because it's not class-specific. Hunters make the best use of it because we can go invis and stuff, but everybody can do it. This is not a class-specific thing. As a Titan, you can go in and stab, we can stab, we can. As a freaking Warlock, you can stab. And because it's a void well the hunters is void is yours void too does everybody have the void yes stick? okay so because it's void you warlocks can also um uh wear your what's the name of that helmet where void damage gives you super energy back nezarek sin thank Something you like that, yeah. with your nezarek sin you'll be getting your super damn time too and then you can proc uh your devourer on each kill i mean a warlock with this is going to be probably just as deadly or deadlier than a hunter you know so this is definitely not a class specific bit. <laughs> one day i'll have it unlocked to even play with it so looking forward to that <laughs> so seeing as we've kind of started the show with the world's first race chat um we'll kind of 
briefly touched on it for this week at Bungie for the 3rd of March. So we've got a world's first race that's going on today. So yeah, about as we said, congratulations. Half, right? Yeah, congratulations to that that team. Um, sorry, Dad. If you are taking part, I was rooting for you, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> we everybody roots for Datto. Right. There's a contest mode, which is good, and they clarified about their contest mode, which is capping all players twenty power below each encounter for the full raid for twenty four hours of the race. So it's from 10 a.m. Pacific today until 10 a.m. Pacific tomorrow. So that's quite a long time. You know, the was it last wish went, was it 23 hours? It was something uh, like that. It yeah, was, it yeah, was it close. Was, it was right before the, the expiration, yeah. I don't know how yeah. long, but it was, it was close. I, I think only, was it one team got the emblem? Mm, I don't know about that. Mm. I remember it's not that good. And they do make note in the 12 this week that they have disabled some weapons. So if you're wondering why the Icalos SMG, which is a very old weapon, which they apparently nerfed, didn't they? A couple of weeks ago, they were saying we are they didn't nerf turning it. this down. They did. They didn't no, they didn't nerf it. What was happening is it was getting the 40 buff of the exotic uh, SMGs when it wasn't supposed to. So they didn't oh, no, nerf no. it. They brought it back down no, to no, what it was supposed they to be. They nerfed it. They nerfed it in the opening patch, but then what happened is, like you said, Cheese Forever's done a video, and I have put it in our show notes. The Icalos SMG acting like the Ostrostriga, which is the new SMG, like you were saying. The Imperial Needle, the legendary bow, is acting. It's a void bow, but it's acting like Tiku's Divination, which is the solar exotic bow. Uh, the Grand Overture and the Warcliffe Coil. And what happened with that was the Warcliffe Coil's nerf that it got many years ago uh, to do with um, its rounds doing too much damage, wasn't it, to bosses and things. They toned it down of how it kind of scales up because various different weapons do different damage against different enemies. Uh, with this Grand Overture coming in, they unintentionally reversed the Warcliffe Coil nerf. Yeah. So... <laughs> they had to turn the both off so, so what you're saying is they didn't want someone to go in with a suppressing glaive artifact mod and the wordcliff coil and just solo day one raid is what you're saying yeah i think that's it yeah they didn't want to give datto the advantage too much because he was probably the one that found this all out <laughs> and they and, and and really they just they just decided the titan should go in without pants it seems like the worm god caress, the peregrine no, greaves. Yeah, you don't. You don't get. You don't get gauntlets. You don't get legs. Nope. That's it. You armless, armless titans. Mm-hmm. Headbutts. All headbutts all the way through. They're the knight from Monty Python. That's it. It's just a graze. <laughs> we can continue. We can put a bubble up. Totally a flesh wound. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought. I thought it was nice too. They they just say because last time they did, they did the contest mode. They said it's just disabled for the game, period, full stop. You cannot use, you know, it's a meme, but also Telesto at that point was disabled for World's First and, you know, for general game-breaking reasons. It was nice to say that they, nice to see that they've just disabled these things in the raid, but not in the game. So you can still continue to use your Ikelos, your Imperial Needles in the game, but just not in the raid itself. So it was nice to see them have that ability to say, we're turning it off for this piece of content in the game, as opposed to just in the game as a whole. Which is why it's quite shocking, or not shocking, it's, it's a bit like questionable of why they've turned off the mod for the the glaive. 
completely. It's you can't if you've got it equipped, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, but did you see mm, the flavor text when you try to unlock it? Yes. Like from your arm. It says you have to unlock it in the eye of the gate guardian, which is the artifact we had two or three seasons ago. Yes, that's all right. <laughs> well, there we go. They're like they're like, if you can go back in time and get this artifact, you can use this glaive. Until then. Yeah. This is where we need cheese to come in. Maybe that's right. yeah, 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 maybe that's how they've done something is just say, you know, you, you can have this piece of armor or weapon in the game, but you need a thing that's, you know, three seasons old to use it. So therefore you don't have it. So it's disabled. Speaking they're, of which. They're like, that'll work. Sp- speaking of which, you'll be proud of me, Parody. Number one. So proud. Without asking anybody, I went to our show notes from a previous podcast. Wait. No, no way. I looked at the links to find <sighs> the website that I was looking for. I found the destiny recipe and I emptied like 200 items out of my vault. Is that not, is that not a phenomenal vault cleaning tool? Like like that, that bunch of should put that on the tin when they sell you the game and say, this is what you need. It is phenomenal it it's is not, great it's not 100 percent perfect because some of my god rolls that i'm really in love with like like heating up rampage auto rifle it says oh this isn't good so things like that i disagree with so you really have to look at well, right yeah saying. well yeah well there's 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 the gods who tell you what their roles are and there's your personal god rolls oh yeah there's tons of yeah. stuff i have where i'm like no i enjoy this particular perk it is not a quote-unquote god roll because right. tdk is 0.036 seconds fa- slower than this other thing but yeah no it's yeah it, it and that's why I tell people, you know, absolutely don't just take the game at face value and go, oh, well, I deleted all these. You know, yeah. use what you want or you're going to be left with nothing but hand cannons at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And after after all that and after emptying out all my mules, after doing all that, I still have 437 out of 500. And I haven't even touched the Titan the, or the Warlock's armor yet, you know. So huge, huge benefit, guys. I have finally used it. You go to the part where it shows weapons and it says, hey, evaluate my stash. And then it evaluates it and it goes like auto rifles first, pulse rifles second, uh, scout rifles third, hand cannons fourth. And it goes through and it gives you all, not just, it tells you what's good, but it gives you the percentages of how good these weapons are based on the perks, you know? So it's be like, oh, this particular one is good for PvP and 100% good for PvE. Whereas this one's good for pvp 20 percent good for pve so i mean they give you a lot of information to look at and you can even click the button and see every possible role for that weapon in our current sandbox to see whether or not you can do better and i was just like that is so powerful so yeah i'm proud of you great work yeah i did a thing (laughs) and if you did do a thing and you completed the raid within the first 24 hours you get an exclusive emblem like you do every time but if you just complete it normally like the rest of us slobs that haven't managed to get there so far well um you'll get another emblem that looks pretty cool you'll have access to the pin and you'll have access to the new raid jacket which will be available as it say if you finish the raid uh by march 15th so you have on march 15th weeks to do it yeah, yeah. yeah i think it's within the first week isn't it that mm. it goes live Yep. Yeah. By reset. Yeah. By by reset. Not not reset today. But yeah. Yeah. Our next reset is the eighth. The next reset after that, March fifteenth, the Ides of March. So beware it. 
And I'm yes. conflicted, guys, because the last jacket, I love it. It's beautiful. But I Your really deep stone one. because I yeah. live in Florida. Yeah. And this it, is the same thing. This is, it, I love this jacket, but do I want it? So, 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 so what, what you're saying is Bungie, like, like, like you need to, you need to create like a windbreaker. Like, you know, I understand you know, Europa, it's cold. I get it. Yeah. Well, we're on Mars. Mars seems, you know, or wherever we are on the throne world, it seems warm there. It seems lush. There's lots of plant life. It looks very, I don't know, Florida like maybe. Yeah. So, you know, you, you need to make like a, you know, a rain jacket or a windbreaker or something, you know, something cool. Now I know you're, you're up there in, in the Pacific Northwest where it's rainy and cold and miserable all the time, but you know, you, you know, give the people other things to wear elsewhere in the world there. They need something cooler. They don't always need a heavy, heavy jacket to go out into the world with. I mean, let's be honest. I'm still it does look great, though. But. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, 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 I just love the ongoing theme of, like, on the outside, it's super understated. And then in the inside, it's like, look at all these colors. No, dude, my jacket is, is very. I mean, it, you have to say how cha. That's how you describe do. it. What do you say? Ka-chow? <laughs> yeah. What is this? Is this a pillowcase or is this the jacket liner? What is that? Are you asking a, us? Yeah. What What do you think that is? I don't know what that is. I think it's a pillowcase. It's definitely a pillowcase. So you can sleep on the pillow to enjoy your world's first win after you get through it in the 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know why, how, why they have this like extra, what looks like I just like fold a bit of fabric in the front. Maybe I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you just have to because order it and find out. The inner jacket and an outer jacket. So is this maybe like an inner liner for the jacket? I don't see any zippers. That's maybe. your that's your jacket bandana. I I don't know. Well, maybe it's oh, it's probably a. Let's see. Oh, I know, no, I know what that is. Because uh, okay, okay, so my jacket came with a special ki- uh, uh, a bag to put it in. That's what that is. That's the bag to put the jacket in when you're not wearing it to keep it. There that's you know. a small Pretty. bag. It folds out. It's it's a garment. Bag. That's ah dust bag. Thank you, T Rexing. It's a dust bag. Ah, Be- all right. Because Mars. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. dusty. Yeah. So, or is, uh, or is it Venus? Ooh. You know, Venus. that's a good question. Because if we took out the Witch Queen, is she even going to be in the raid? Is this even going to be a hive raid? It's all scorn. Scorn what, all the way down. What do you think? What do you think our enemies are going to be? Do you think it's going to be a mixture? Do you think it's going to be hive? Do you think it's going to be scorn? Do you think it's going to be taken? I think it's absolutely going to be a mixture. It's not going to be taken. I wish, based on, I'm not going to, but based on the ending of the campaign, I wish it would be the darkness, right? But I don't think it is. I don't think that it is. that that would be that would be a very cool way to introduce the darkness as an actual enemy as opposed to existential threat into the game of it's, you know, even if it's not in the raid up until maybe the final boss of the raid, but just have them enter the game at that point I would as, love that. as enemies in some form. Yeah. And, and, yeah. It's called the vow of the disciple. And I think the only person that we could see as a disciple of possibly the darkness recently has been none other than Callus himself. <laughs> whisked away in, in in our presage mission if we followed the law from that now if Arf was here he'd be able to answer this question but he's not so there you go what do you think callus callus returning i would not be happy if he returned well that, that would be interesting yeah because we don't want to ever yeah because we fought callus's robot self we've fought callus's forces but callus is still out there hanging out looking real unhappy at us yeah, he, he was he was 
he was trying to find something from the crown of sorrows wasn't he and it kind of transported him somewhere at some point hmm. i don't know but i i don't want another callus raid i we've had we had three right we had yeah but you only had one main callus fighting boss leviathan raid he's got to tie into this story somehow it's a pyramid ship and what we've seen from pyramid ships from when we were on the moon is that they like to give us projections of old enemies that we fought before like we we've had to fight crota many times we've had to fight uh, i can't even remember who else that we we go into the pyramid ship on the moon and fight but many enemies that I mean, we've had it'd to be interesting if we had to fight other guardians like like past enemies right you're talking about past enemies and crota we introduced to having to fight enemies that have light. What if in the raid we have to fight past guardians? You know, you got Shin Malfur. You bring this up. Have... Ev- I swear you bring this up every time that we have a raid or every yeah. time we have a new, this is going to be the new DLC or this is going to be the expansion. It's something that I'm sure you bring up every single time or we, we as a collective, somebody mentions it. Uh. But it would still be nice idea. to see, yeah, now that we've yeah. got like, <laughs> Hive Guardians. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. a good idea, no matter what yeah. you bring it up. Now that there's some context, yeah, well, so, so I just had a curiosity, I had to look up Disciples and, and to see, you know, who or what, are there any named Disciples? So the Disciples are a group of entities that follow the Witness. One of them is present at, in Savathun's throne world, where it built the Dark City to serve as a breeding facility for the Hive Worm larvae. So the Witness is, um, again, the the... the embodiment of the darkness at the end of the of the campaign which yeah, that is the witness yeah did did anyone if i say the word megamind as a character you know what <laughs> megamind looks like okay i mean I, i'm looking at this person and, I, and all i can see is is megamind is is we're gonna fight megamind as as a boss i'm like um I don't know. Megamind okay didn't this? have little faces coming out of his head. I don't know. Well, well I mean, I, I mean, Megamind, Megamind just got got a got a makeover. That's all. I, I I could not get that out of my head, and just started laughing, looking at the cinematic. Like I, I know you're meant to be threatening, but I I just can't see anything besides Megamind. You staring at me. Yeah, without giving yeah. anything away. When he yeah. opened the window to show what was outside the window, I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they, that's still a thing. I forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Destiny, we wrote a bunch of story. You've forgotten all about it. We're going to bring it back in. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you know, again, you know, there are, there are disciples. But yeah, who, who these disciples are and are they hive or are they going to be taken scorn? Are the scorn and the taken going to get together to become the absolute most irritating boss or, uh, uh, you know, race of aliens we've ever encountered? It's got to be something weird because the raid itself unlocks the rest of our seals and fragments. So Does it? Yeah. How that's gonna tie in. yeah, yeah, we have a bunch. Are of... Are you sure though? Are you sure well, that it actually unlocks? It? I know said. they said that something will happen with a couple more fragments after the raid. Yeah, yeah, they were saying after the raid was yeah, yeah. I sort of just like we had how many seasons ago. Once you beat the world, once you beat the raid, then it unlocked. New activity and whatever I can't remember what what it, what it actually did story wise. Right. Yeah, once you beat the raid, with what you did in the raid, yeah, yeah, it had things in the world. So I'm curious what happens in the raid, you know, in that lore story wise to sort of justify the hey now now you have these additional lost you know lost artifacts or you know whatever the, it happens to be. I'm curious to see is there a story reason or is it just 
hey, we put this behind the raid because we thought it'd be fun. I mean, it, it's probably what you just said. It's probably just because it'd I, be fun. no, I th- I think that I think there's they've got so many different threads that they could pull on any one of them that could tie in with a story beat from somewhere, and we'd all be going, oh, "That's amazing! I can't believe that we didn't think of that." And it's now kind of tied in with something else that we're doing, and I, th- I think people would still be excited. But possi- the possibility of a- a having new void fragments after the raid, maybe it's that we have to go and do extra quests. Wasn't it with the last wish that started the three week cycle of the the curse in the Dreaming City? Because up until that point, there wasn't a curse or with the blights coming in and and things like that. I, mean, I, I know about so. the curse. But that's, I was trying to look up and see. Ready to go, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, but, yeah, but he's talking about the same idea of. Beating yeah. the raid does something in the in the game world as as a whole. Yeah, and I think you're right. I was I was actually trying to look up and see because I've my memory is also gone in terms of what is what defeating raids have unlocked or or set set loose in the world. But I think you're right. It, it was the whole that's what started the curse cycle, which led to someone at nine ninety nine light trying to go and beat the end the curse cycle, which turns out not to work. And yeah. So T Rex is talking about how we're gonna have to go in after the the raid and do a whole bunch of post raid stuff, and you guys are talking about ending the curse, and then the bungee devs were talking about ending the curse. So I wonder how that's gonna tie into the raid, because that's that's Hive, that's Taken, and that's Ahamkara. I think the know? Dreaming City will end. The curse will end at some point. And I think it's going to be within this next year. I think it's going to be a destination that is DCV'd and the curse is going to be broken. We we don't need to go there anymore for this, this like kind of story beat. Uh-huh. But I think this raid will then, like you had with the Deepstone Crypt, you had the satellite, which would then had the meteors falling down to Europa, that kind of event. Okay. Maybe it's just going to be something little, or maybe it's going to be something big. Maybe it will open up more of the throne world. I mean, haven't we done everything in the throne world? We did everything in the ship. We went to all of the different temples and her palace. What's left? There's lots of things to explore in that place. Yeah, I mean, we L- just lots we, of deep we just started. Yeah. You know, all, all the things they've built that uh, you know, Froggy and Squirrely and others have jumped out of the map to go explore. <laughs> <laughs> How many um, encounters do you think we're going to have for the raid? Yeah, no, five. for the something else. Five, yeah, five encounters. You're going to have four encounters plus a boss, I think. Do you think you're going to have a, a long opening area no. where no. where you're going to have to I think, fight? I think it's just gonna to be, get to. I think it's going to be like the last one, right? You you start off in an area uh, like like we did with the last raid. You're on Europa, and you just got to zip over to where. To where your first encounter is. That's what I'm thinking. Fair enough. Parody, what do you think of the raid? Do you think it's going to be five encounters, or do you think it's going to be more, less? I think it's, I think it's going to be maybe three three encounters, and then the boss. And I think they're going to lean real heavy on you know our hive guardians and the whole deep sight revealing mechanic, whether it be. You know, I mean, I mean, because what have they sort of introduced? They've introduced you know the the shooting the hive tablets to reveal things. Or the revealing things that either give you the give you the tablets or give you things to jump on. So I think there's going to be a lot of, not to say jumping puzzle, but a lot of puzzle solving in that you know like shooting these things maybe in the proper order to reveal 
the way forward or to unlock the next thing or to, you know, allow you to get past, you know, to get past this trench we put in front of you, whatever that, you know, sort of like, like you did in one of the missions about jumping over the, uh, you know, revealing the tablet, shoot the tablets gives you sort of the next way forward. Like, I think it's going to be a lot of like sort of methodical, slow progress in terms of figuring out where these things are or, I mean, I think they're really real heavy on that reveal mechanic is basically what I'm, what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah they have I think to. You're right. They've used it I so think, much. Yeah. Like we've had in the story missions where you kind of reveal some of the patterns of the hive ruins and then you have to go around and stand in the right pools for mm-hmm. each symbol or you have to shoot the, the little tablets in the right order for them to then spawn the next port. I think it's going to be like that. And I also think that maybe something that's going to be included is like what we've got with that public event and with the Wellspring activity where you have to transport that tiny pyramid um, thing somewhere. And Mm. although the ones in the public event and the ones in the Wellspring don't take damage, I think the one in the raid will take damage and you'll have to protect it um, Mm. considerably to get it through before it kind of explodes and does its thing. Oh, I even said that when I saw that for the first time while I was streaming my playthrough. I was like, this seems like a mechanic that's going to be in the raid. I mean, I, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's always when they when they release new content, new seasons, I always think, okay, what you know, what new mechanics are they introducing us to? What, what ways of thinking are we going to have and how are they going to sort of mess with those, you know, in, in the end game content and the harder raid content? So... Or they could go the other way and be like, no, we're, we're not going to do any of this. And just, you know, it's going to be screams from wall to wall. <laughs> I, I'm really curious to see just like what, like what the mechanics are. They come up with some of these encounters because it's, we, we've gone from a real, um, a real, I'm going to stomp you into a wall or stomp you off the edge mechanic to what this season. Again, I have not played a lot of the game overall, but I've mostly spent time in the Vanguard ops because that double, double Vanguard rank thing is just sure. working amazingly and i'm on the last mission of the campaign I, I soloed the second to the last mission the other night just to see if i could do it and i didn't have anybody else on to play with or it was it was late and weird and whatever yeah. trying to and i now forgot where i was going with the story i'm sorry <laughs> uh new mechanics in the game oh yeah yeah, yeah just the, yeah the new mechanics of just what are they trying to teach us where are we going with this and I can't remember where I was. I can't remember where I was going. Now. I'm sorry, I rambled too long. I mean, it's been too long a week. <laughs> so abort, fix it, and post. New mechanics of, and you're paying attention. <laughs> so will you guys be watching it today to see yes. who wins? Okay. Yes. I'm gonna be watching how it works because I'm definitely getting that jacket. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably watch watch it somewhat. Usually, I'll, I'll I'll go to Twitch, or or I think I know Bungie's doing their like what do they call it, like, tailgate with. Uh, Professor Broman. Yeah, Broman and whoever else. I'll probably tune into theirs and just sort of see where people are at because it, it's fun to have them sort of switch back and forth. But sometimes I'll, I like to go to Twitch and just sort of see like who's playing D2 and who's in the raid and just pull up some random channels and just watch for a few minutes and go, how are they doing? What, what are you guys up to? You know, how are you getting along with this? Hmm. It's just fun sort of dipping dipping a toe into Twitch like that because I don't, I used to watch a lot of Twitch and had time to do it. Now I almost never watch anything. So it's it's fun on these raid days to sort of see you know, I'll pull up two or three different streams and like, you know, mute all, but the one I'm sort of paying attention to just to sort of see how people are going. Cause it's, it's fun to watch the raids, but it's also a little irritating. Cause it's like, I'm watching one perspective out of six yeah. in, you know, people frantically running around. And sometimes it's just like one person in a dark hallway and you're like, I, I don't know what you're doing. 
I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell what the bigger picture is. I almost wish there was like a, you know, almost like a top-down view, which not, which you know you couldn't really do for Worlds First because it's a race and everything. But it'd be neat to be able to have like a replay or or just something of like, hey, let let me watch this sort of in that in the Halo like uh, Forge. You know, yeah, forge mode. We're like, you know, you know let, let me sort of get that, you know, eye in the sky camera angle of what is so what's sort of the big picture of what's going on too of just what are what's everyone doing versus six first player views of running around frantically shooting, running, jumping, and trying to figure out what the what the next step is. Hmm. It's always good entertainment though. Yeah. So good luck if you have done it. Well done if you completed it, and try again if you haven't. It just there you go. That's it. So apparently the feedback never stops with Bungie. And it never does. Exactly. It really never does. And they've they've uh, you guys have to tell me about the wellspring since I haven't I've yet to unlock it, but uh the drop rates, people are unhappy about them. They're they're looking into the drop rates, they're, they're not doing anything with it yet, but you know, they they are looking at it and they are saying in a patch targeting next Thursday, they will be increasing the drop rates for both the standard and the deep site residence version of the weapons from wellspring so you know not today they haven't fixed it yet and the patch just went out next thursday they're targeting it to get into that patch so look at the patch notes when it comes out to see if it's actually there and if we're talking about it you know that it's not done yet exactly um so the ascendant alloy so as you get deeper into crafting you'll begin to unlock your enhanced traits the ones that we haven't turned off because they were causing problems um, you know, these come at quite a bit of a cost, each requiring an ascendant alloy. The currencies are meant to be end game rarities coming from higher difficulty activities, allowing you to craft these weapons. Um, in addition to the changes mentioned, they'll be increasing the chance of receiving ascendant alloys through the master wellspring completions, not just by the difficulty tier of the activity, but also based on your completion level. So harder content, better rewards. That's budget in a nutshell. So, so if you're trying to get those ascendant alloys, for the gold or platinum completions, you'll be able to get those by defeating champions and completing the activity very quickly. They'll continue to monitor this situation and you know look at the drop rates as they go on. Gambit tuning, um, they're going to, <laughs> but not yet. So they say they don't have any firm plans, but they, they do want to highlight a few errors. They are actively monitoring uh, heavy weapon usage, Gallowhorn in particular with the Wolfpack rounds, uh, the yeah. invader frequency, and just, you know, that sort of you know, you, you get into those back and forths. I think like respawn talked about last week about no idea, or was it you? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Might even talked about last week with just the back to back invades where your game just goes on forever, and then just the primeval health, which again, sort of same thing. Your invader comes in, wipes your team. The primeval health actually goes up at a reliable amount versus between yeah. five and thirty five percent. It's now twenty six percent. And what made me laugh is I listened to DCP this week, and I believe Tefty Teft is the one that likes Gambit, and he went in and he had exactly the same situation that I did, that the primeval phase just went on for about 10 minutes because mm-hmm. it was a competent team where one person would come in and wipe all four players, so 26% for each single player mm-hmm. took the primeval back up, then somebody else invaded from their team, their one went up, it just went backwards and forth, and he said he just doesn't enjoy the game mode anymore. And that's somebody that actually likes playing Gambit. It's like, And I, I enjoy playing Gambit every now and then, and that was my kind of first day, first week experience. It was like, this is terrible. And I don't know how you're going to get around it. Well, I mean, I don't think it's terrible. I played a, I played a bit of Gambit this week. and um, oh, It's terrible. 
you don't want a match where you play for more than 10 minutes. That's the whole idea that they decided they were going to tune Gambit down. Right, trying to make it quicker, especially think, in the primeval phase. Too much of time of the match, right? But the gameplay itself, it's still Gambit, it's still all right. The, the only complaint I have is that nobody shows up on radar when you invade, right? So now you get to track all these, and I invaded. I had a few successful invades. I had a few three, three, three man kill invades, but there were also times I would go I'd in. Say get good I, scrub. You yeah, are not. I, take, you should just take the Galahorn. The Galahorn they, automatically exactly. finds them, tracks See, them, and kills them. No, I don't. I told you I don't do that metaphor. Right. I went in with a freaking. I think it was a boot cannon and an auto rifle, and I just, I just. just and they looked at you and went, "Who's this freak?" And, hey, I was getting three mm -hmm. kills. You got three kills. You didn't get one one shot and killed four people. Yeah. yeah. No. But exactly. You're doing it wrong. No, I'm not. I did it the way that I wanted to do it. Yes. I didn't do it your way. I'm, no. No. I'm, anyway, I didn't do it. I told you on, I wasn't doing it. I was doing I bounties. I didn't really see a problem with it, except the fact that you can't see where they are. They know where you're coming in because they know. Normally, an invader is going to go in the area that you just cleared, right? Or the area that you have yet to clear. It's a 50, 50 shot, right? No, no, they've added more spawn points. Yeah, yeah, yeah then they added more spawn points. But yeah, the I mean, areas I that you're spawning in is still an area that has just been cleared or an area no. that has yet to clear. There might be more spawn points within those areas, but you're still coming out of one of those areas. You're not coming out in an area where they're actively fighting enemies. Thank you. So, moving yes, on. It's a 50-50 shot. And they're, they're going to have guys looking in one of these two places. And as you're trying to find them to find out where the hell they they got a better shot at finding you than you that, you know? Look, yeah. it's an issue for everybody else apart from you, then. And Bungie have acknowledged this, and they're going to do something about it. I just think y'all are putting too much emphasis in it. No, they're not. Yeah, I just I don't think it was that bad. Well, well neither, does, neither does Bungie, because they're not doing anything about it yet. They're Again, you know, they're... It's brand new. The season just started. We've got a million plus people in here playing this game. They're they're you know looking at the data. Whether they draw good conclusions from the data, we'll see. But you know they're looking at the data to see what happens. They might tell us we're just playing gambit wrong. They told us we were playing strikes wrong. You know it's it's hard to say. What's not hard to say though is, have you guys picked up your your, your hard light prime gaming reward bundles? Probably not because why would you? Because you've got seventeen hard lights. But if for some reason you don't have the auto rifle that can shoot in three different flavors of delicious forever, bounce off walls and um, turn bubbles into ma forever. magical disco floors. It's not forever anymore. It's been nerfed. There is a, there is I'm not talking about range. I'm talking about duration. Oh, still. Harder, not longer. So if you have not linked your, you know, if you do have Amazon Prime, you thus have Amazon Prime Gaming. If you have it, you should link it to your Bungie account. Go to the TWAB, they will tell you exactly how to do that. It's basically log into one, log into the other, and say, you two kiss and be friends. Once you've done that, you can get the Hardlight Exotic Bundle this week. Get the bundle, get the weapon, get the ornament, get a thing to ride. If you don't have it, pick it up. If you don't, if you already have it, um, it'll sit there at Amanda Holiday and be at light level. So it's one less thing you have to infuse, or you just let it sit there forever and let it raise in light level forever. Indeed. It's just a stupid, stupidly fun gunning, great for match game. If you're trying to match shields. So respawn. Yeah. What? Mr. Steam Deck. Mm, yeah. Would you like to tell me. us about Steam Deck and Destiny 2? 
So as one of the people that invested in Steam Deck early on, because I travel a lot and I was thinking, hey, I could play Destiny on the plane. I could play it in the airport without carrying my laptop everywhere with me. Well, Bungie basically says no. Because the Steam Deck platform and the Linux that it's built upon is not supported by Bungie. And they have no real intentions of doing anything about it anytime soon. And if you attempt to play Destiny 2 on the Steam Deck, it will trigger Battle Eye and you will get booted. Damn. Booted, banned, suspended. Yep. Possibilities of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, triggers the triggers the anti cheat. So uh, just don't, don't go down that road. But It'll they did nice say they're going to investigate. I, I mean, it's, it's people who threw their support behind Stadia. I mean, maybe Google drew, drove up with a truckload of cash and said invest in Stadia. But it feels like it's <laughs> something they'd be it feels like something they would be looking into and going because it seems like just another place. Like they said, they want to have this game available to everybody everywhere. I, I I can't see it being a thing they wouldn't investigate. Maybe just not right now. Do you actually have your Steam Deck? Is that a thing that's out in the world? No. I've... Okay. No, they're saying it will... the thing can't pay on it. Even the the link that they give you to to make payments on it doesn't work. You're not allowed to make payments on it yet. So I'm wondering how the hell are you going to be sending these out at the end of quarter one when you can't even make payments on the damn things yet? You know, I pre-ordered it. World situation. So there's 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 one out there with my name on it, but I can't like make payments on it over time. Okay. Okay. So okay. So 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 they are, I guess, out in the world somewhere. Like somebody has these because they're able to try to play Destiny on them. You just don't have yours yet. I I I wasn't sure if it was if it had been released at all yet, or if it was just you know sometime in the future. Not at all. Because how. How would it be everybody can pay for it? Unless well, well I mean, obviously somebody does they if they're telling you not to play the game. I, I don't know. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I mean clearly somebody's got one if they're saying, hey, um, don't do this. Someone's yeah, gotten themselves yeah. banned because of it. Probably. Claims it's shipping now, but I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't believe it either, man. <laughs> but I can tell you the question on everybody's lips at this point is where's PSR parody? Yeah. The oh, only PSR, thing I can it's... do is cancel my reservation. That's all that's we do. It just the only option I get is cancel reservation. No, I want to pay on the reservation. Respawn can't find his PSR either, but I can find one for you. Now, sh- shall we tell the people all the things we fixed, or just some of the things we fixed? Because Bungie wants to tell you in the TWAB that they've they fixed the ability if you're trying to do your legendary dares, um, you you get a lightning round again, so that'll work. That, that was the hot fix. Your UI elements and round timers went missing from some instances of dares. That they're back. Players who joined in progress on the final step of Queens and Worms quest were blocked from acquiring the Parasite Exotic Grenade Launcher. The Grave Robber perk on the Enigma Glaive was disabled. The hunters couldn't cancel out of a Glaive melee combo to use their class by using their class ability. The reduced damage buff from the Renewal Grasp of uh, the reduced damage debuff from the Renewal Grasp's Hunter exotic arms only applied on enemies briefly during the initial impact of the Dustfield Grenade. Uh, they fixed all of that. They fixed the Overload and you know Auto Rifle and SMG mods that were broken out of the gate. They should now disrupt the Overload Champion's health regeneration. And uh, they fixed it that the Synth Cord couldn't be deposited into the loom for the armor synthesis. So they fixed those things. They also did, and Panoramics 18 confirmed this, they did push a fa- uh, fix for the HDR. So if you two are getting 
Some of the terrible, as Bungie says, fix an issue where the black levels could turn gray or invert due to deprecated calibration settings not being reset for some players. So they they do say they are still working on a similar issue affecting the HDR on the Xbox One X, but if you're playing on an Xbox One or a Series X, presumably, that is fixed. So I did talk to Pan this morning. It did fix the issue for him with this patch. So there is hope if you two are going into dark areas and you're becoming very bright white or very gray, Bungie's aware. They're working on it. They're fixing it. Um, just sit tight if it's not fixed for you yet. There's really nothing you can do about it. You can tweak your settings all you want and it's worked for some people and just other people can do nothing about it. Which makes the, man, it makes the campaign very hard when you're in an area where everything's just bright, blinding white. There's a bunch of other things in the patch. We're not going to go over all the things, but you know, it, it's a new season. It's a new thing. Was there anything in there that caught either of yours attentions that yeah, you, would, the, you would run into and need, the, need to be aware the, of? The hunter thing, they have fixed that. That uh, It was mm-hmm. that we couldn't yeah, that's right. uh, dodge. Yeah. You said oh. they fixed it. Right. That's what uh, it. Yeah. Those, those are the things they fixed. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff in the 4.002 patch as well. And, you know, it's a number of things all across the game. Again, not going to read them all because... You know, the, the HDR thing I know was affecting a lot of people. I've seen people go, hey, you know, why, why is all of this broken and all of this screen look terrible? Um, but yeah, there, there's a whole bunch of things in there. They fix, you know, zoom on a bunch of weapons, different things. So if there's something that you were like, hey, this was broken and now it's acting better, uh, go check the patch notes. It's probably in there for you. They have uh, disabled the enhanced one-two punch trait, though, and that will be re-enabled on March 10th. And they've disabled the enhanced pulse monitor trait, and that is going to be re-enabled in a future hotfix. So it's going to act like normal pulse monitor until then. So it sounds like you should just put on your your regular one because <laughs> it's good. Yeah, yeah. Poor one-two punch. It wants to be a thing, but it keeps being turned off. Uh, and yeah, they thought they talked about the wellspring armor rewards. You know, they've targeted that for a hotfix coming next week. Um. There are, as always, a bunch of known issues they have not yet fixed. So your Glaive Bonds are not dropping from Legendary Engrams. Your multiple seasonal armor sets are no longer available to equip via armor synthesis. The No Time to Explain Time Portal will continue to shoot defeated enemies. You can also run over and teabag them just to make sure they're still dead. Your titles gilded in previous seasons are displaying the guild count instead of the earned title. That's why someone was like, why do you have a weird three over your head instead of your dredging title? That would explain it. Uh-huh. The Osteostrika catalyst shape cost is required for subsequent reshapings of the weapon. And it shouldn't be. Nope, it should not be. This can be bypassed by reapplying the catalyst during the reshape process. The Paragon shader appears twice on the appearance screen. So nice, you gotta apply it twice. The Nemean Strides Hunter ornament appears twice on the appearance screen as well. Players may receive the Joining Allies prompt in certain areas of the Thavix boss fight in the Exodus Crash Strike. Your Gambit Engram focusing is cost is higher than intended. Those Dreaming Tokens from the uh, Wish Ender quest may remain in the player's inventory after removal of the quest. Mm-hmm. You will never, never be rid of them. Importantly, the Aeon Safe Exotic Titan Gauntlets are missing a gold stripe. Props to whoever used those to become aware of that. The Logic Exotic Ornament for the Lament is backwards when equipped. So if you have that, um, <laughs> you know, use that for some good fun and gameplay, maybe. 
Your champion mod UI indicators on player weapons will disappear after uh, leaving a rift, utilizing the Seeking to Filament's Exotic Warlock Legs perk. Now, I assume that just means the indicators will disappear, not the effects of the weapons disappearing. The yeah, reshaping the Enigma questline can become stuck on the final step for some players. And your Ascendant Alloy purchase limit on Master Rahul um, did not refresh after the weekly reset. So if you've purchased your Ascendant Alloys, yes, you have. And no, you can't have more of them. So those are the things that Budgie will tell you that's broken. Again, as always, we'll list the known issues in article in the, in the show notes because I can almost guarantee you there's more issues because there always are. Those are the yeah. big things they wanted to tell us about. And and then we have, you know, we have our movies of the week. I did watch one of the movies of the week this week. I watched the Dynasty one from My Name is Bife because I was really interested to find out a bit more of the story, even though most of it we'd kind of covered on here with Arf, with, uh, with his law readings, but it was just nice to go back over it again and hear uh, a bit more kind of backstory for Sabathun, really. So, yeah. So how how did you get away? Because at, at, at almost two hours, at a one hour, 56 minute runtime, that is not Deacon approved. But I, I also have this queued up and I'm very excited to watch it because this is this is the huge, Bice been working on this huge fan made, you know, project for the last year, two years, like a long time now. And this is the, this is that project come to fruition. So it's, it, I mean, it's, it's a, it looks, I mean, I swear I've watched bits and pieces of it. It, it looks beautiful. I'm excited is, to sit yeah. down and watch the whole thing. It is Deacon approved. I found a way that you can approve something, but well, I found a way that Deacon will approve a video of this length. One, you, she doesn't have to be in the room. And two, you have to be doing like a job like painting or decorating whilst in the room at the same time and you can get away with it. And then it's Deacon approved. So, uh, okay. Is is this like no again not to take away because I mean the the artwork in this is beautiful I mean I mean not to take away of anything of the artwork because it is gorgeous is it something where you could listen to it and still get the full story of it or is it something you really need to watch as well not that I'm saying don't watch it because again you know the tons of people art went into this and it just looks spectacular but is it something you could put on audio as you're you know, doing your dishes doing yeah, your laundry yes. and, and, and you get, get the full experience as well. Again, I'm not, not the full experience. That. Not the oh, right. full experience. Sorry. You yeah, can get yeah. the experience of it. And a couple of times right. I did you're, pause it, rewind it, and listen get, again and watch what yeah. they kind of were doing on if screen. You like Mylan Games History of the Thorn? This reminds me a lot of that. It gives you the immersion factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is Dynasty, the complete story of Savathun and the Hive. So if you're trying to get in if you're new to the game, kind of the game, curious about the lore and also can't, you know, dig your way through the lore books because it's a you know sprawling wiki of insanity this is a good intro to hey here's what's going on here's who these people are and why we care if you do want to get into the tale of what this game is and who savathun is it and definitely why ties in with the whole story of when you kind of get into it and unravel it in this season with savathun it's definitely kind of a, a good backstory to that so yeah yeah oh that's awesome so before we go oh not before we go but before bungee go from their twab yeah um we're, we're twelve, night demon. We're twelve. I know. I'm actually like, tempted. Uh, I'm actually <laughs> tempted because it's not actually anything specifically destiny related that I could wear around the house without being terrorized by my wife. <laughs> it absolutely is the symbol on the back. She knows what that symbol is. First of all, uh, yeah, that's okay. the bait of her life. And then, I mean, I can't really zoom in on this anymore, but I'm pretty sure if you zoom in, you'll see pictures of stuff that she's probably seen before too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you're yeah. assuming that she actually pays attention to the pictures. 
No. I am assuming, yes. The yeah, symbol uh, symbol is the trigger. That's it. I, I'll have to, have to wear a hoodie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, too, laughed so hard when, when they revealed this shirt because it has the whole serial killer board with the... Investigation you know, board, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah st- strings between and picture. I was like that. I was like, I want it. But do I want to <laughs> wear it? Like I, I love, I, I love it as an art piece. I'm not sure I love it as a shirt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Bungie, sell it to me on something else. I will buy it in a heartbeat. Will I buy it as Hold a on, shirt? You can just uh, buy the jacket. You don't. We'll see. You need the token of the jacket. I'm sure uh, you need. No, no, you can just pre-order from oh. the Bungie store, and 10 percent of the profits from the sales of oh. Twelve will go to the Bungie you can Foundation. Just straight up buy the jacket, and it's a lot cheaper than the other. Can can you though, or do you actually need to? If if you sign in, does it then make you? What's he talking about? The raid jacket. The raid yeah. jacket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does no, you have to... to complete the raid in the first you, week. You think that? Pre- no, raid it says. But but if you, if you do that, read it to you. Right. right, but if you try to pre-order it, does it then say it's nine hundred ninety-nine? Or yeah, yeah, is it seven hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a, I'm so a you can absolutely, which, which for the record, as always, if you try to buy something at $700,000, Bungie will stop you. They will not let you spend $700,000 on anything from their store. Unless which is Musk. unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, no, they will stop you. It, it will pop up a message saying you can't buy anything more. And there's, there's some dollar amount they said as, as an absolute maximum, or they're like, no, you, you can't buy anything more than $100,000 or something in a single transaction, something like that to stop you. So yeah, so night demon. It, it does say how to earn. Once you sign in and try to buy it, it then says how to earn this jacket. Yes, I know that. I know that. You know that. It's only him that doesn't know that. Yeah, well, I, I'm reminding him or anyone else who's like, I'm going to buy it now, and they'll say that's great. Once you've earned it, you can buy it. You have to earn it by March 15th at 10 a.m. Pacific, so 1 p.m. Eastern. You have until 1 p.m. on Tuesday, and you have to purchase it by the end of March once you have earned it. So we've asked Parody where PSR. I'm now going to ask Respawn, where's your roundup? Yeah, I, 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 I won't expect you to read the 13 tweet thread that uh, Joe Groth put about the game either, but there is some good it, good stuff there about you know, really things, things we've covered up to this point. It's mostly things we've covered up to this point that they then put in the TWAB. Yeah. But it was basically, hey, you know, we're looking at this, we're, we're looking at those things. It concerns me that he does say, um, right now we're looking at an interaction that centers around syntheseps and a few interactions that centers around the suppressive glaive as problematic. Bungie, you can come for all my other gauntlets. Do not come for my syntheseps. Do not. Um, so if you have a Steam Deck or you're, will- or you're about to get a Steam Deck, you can install Windows on Steam Deck and run uh, Destiny just on a Steam Deck. Uh, the problem Who's is that they from? don't support. This is from Destiny Bulletin. Uh, they just won't support the Steam OS or something called Proton. I'm not sure what Steam. But potentially, uh, you could get round the Linux thing. So, so, so as Bungie said, so as this as as Bungie verified that as long as you're running this on Windows, you're yeah. Destiny Bulletin. Yes, you can play Destiny Two on Steam Deck if you install Windows. Destiny Two is not supported on any system utilizing Steam plays Steam OS or Proton. So that was Destiny verifying. No, that well, was Destiny uh, Bulletin verifying. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. It's got Destiny in the name. Don't don't. I mean, you're you're picking hairs at this point. Well, no, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just be careful. 
Yeah. Well, no, I'm not playing. I, I'm just saying this has not come from Bungie. They have not said, yes, you're good. I mean, I would assume is if you're running Windows, you're good. But just be careful if you're running something on an unsupported platform, even if you are hacking it or not hacking it. If, even if you're putting Windows onto it, just be careful. Don't get yourself banned. Then you'll be sad. Uh, a new free emblem can be earned 10 or more new guardians to complete the Vow of Dis- Disciple raid. This free offer is available via Bungie Rewards until December 31st, 2022. Now, do you have Bungie- to put them all on your back at one time and carry them? I'm pretty sure there's still a six-man limit. So can, can, can you give them piggyback rides one at a time? You know what this is to me? A lot of the times, if you go on the LFG sites, they'll say they're looking for mm-hmm. a fresh guardian that has never done the raid. So in the next couple of weeks, you might find there are a lot of people carrying new guardians or new light guardians or even guardians that just haven't done that raid. So this may be your mm-hmm. chance to get taken through it because there is an emblem for some of these people to guide people through. So... Look out for that on the LFG sites. Fancy. Suppressing wave, still, still disabled. Yeah. Team is investigating N issues where some armor stat rolls on vendors are lower than intended. Once we have details on a fix, we'll let you know. Note, this does not mean Zer will have the highest stat rolls every week after the issue is fixed, but they should be higher than 48. Yeah, don't visit Zer this week. They're, they're all garbage armor. All of it, forty-eight across the board. Yeah. Well, you say that, but if you haven't it got the item, bad. you could go and visit Zer and purchase it. As oh, just, no. as you know, don't bother. It's no, no. Bad. Grab the exotics, ignore the armor. Yeah. Uh, Salt says synthesis should probably be disabled. They are way more problematic than Worm God Caress in a general day one scenario. Would be nice if the team could add them to the list of disabled items. <laughs> so. On that, Micah... What does DMG say? What, what does he say? Uh, if you've got the video, send him our way. Picture um, didn't happen. Prove Micah, it. Micah says that he's been doing anywhere between 1.5 and 3 point something million damage with one hit. That's kind of extreme. Like, damn. Yeah. Just punching him with synthesis? Build up to that, though. There's probably okay. a lot of moving parts. Okay, sure. Uh, DMG says, if you think of it this way, you're capped at 1530 power total, but combatants can be at least 1550 power for a fight. He's replying to Boogie Stunton, who says, Twab says you're capped at 1530, but also says we'll be capped at 20 power below each encounter. That is a bit confusing. And eh, not really. Boop. All right, uh, DMG says, just got out of a meeting. How are we feeling? Clawhammer says, trying to survive February. I missed this. And he's pointing to a helmet from um, Iron, Iron Banner. Banner. Yeah. From Destiny 1. Oh, is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, me too. There are a lot of fun armors that have come and gone. I can't make any promises on what sets may be reprised in the future, but always happy to pass along feedback on what players would like to see. All the Iron Banner gear, it's beautiful. FPS Crystal. Oh, she still plays? Wow. Um, please make the polka dot shader a real thing. I feel like no one really used Night's Chill prior to not displaying properly. And people really seem to like the polka dots. Maybe even make more pattern shaders in the future. Uh, he says, team is aware of the feedback. Can't make any promises on future shaders, but it's understood that players enjoyed the vibrant colors and fun patterns. We absolutely do. And Respawn, I will give you credit if if you did indeed mention in the past, which I feel like, I know you said you did, I'm sure I you did. And I totally forgot it existed until I saw a non-pig on Twitter post, 
his guardian with the beautiful Knight's Chill polka dot shader, and then I then had to immediately it's apply that to my Titan. beautiful Titan. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's 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 beautiful. I've I, I've got a deck that with a combination of the of the Solstice Majestic things. So I have both the polka dots and the like bright pink feathers. It's it's you should, just, you should it's post your Titan in the chat so I can show the rest of the chat. Uh, it's Frank a UK thing. says this will be the loadout I'll be using on Saturday once Bungie have finished disabling the rest of the sandbox. <laughs> it's funny because he has all white gear and one green <laughs> heavy. So basically, all beginner gear you get whenever your guardian is first arrived. Yeah, accurate. That's what he's but it. he's managed to get it this season because he's got this season's artifact on there. <laughs> yeah. How has he got to six hundred eighty-five power? I thought everything kind of started at. 1350 now but obviously he's managed to pull it from his uh, collections that is funny um yeah. there's a picture of a ship i don't know what's happening here i wonder if that's the auto what does it say oh. underneath it just says i sh i still prefer the elixir method of scrap working but i admit that the guardian ships are very no handsome so this is the ship that was missing from the database last season the center fire I'm not sure if the requirement is that you've had to have completed last season, Respawn, because you didn't. But if you go to the helm, it is available at the helm now to go and pick up for free. Uh, don't really yep. worry about ship. I have my ships. Your thing's thing important too, Nathan. It's free. Ship. It's an exotic free ship. I mean, yeah, but everybody's got their favorites, and I've already got my favorite, which if you guys didn't know, the ship called... You don't know what it is, so we no, don't know what it is. The N33DL, it's one that was just in the store last week. It might still be in the store. Um, its wings are being held on by like these energy uh, tethers. And that ship, with multiple shaders, can turn solid black. Like, black is night black, and it's kind of sexy. Nice. Um yeah. In, in a late-breaking update, Bungie Ooh. does say they're also investigating an issue that allow for Warlocks to generate more orbs of power than intended. And then it says, this will not be disabled for the vow of the Disciple World First Raid. Do they mean Warlocks as a whole will not be disabled? <laughs> oh, if you are interested in seeing that, I have a Cheese Forever video in our show notes that shows you how to do that. Nice. The infinite Very orbs. simple. Yes, just yes. unlimited orbs for your team. Well, there we go. Yeah, That's not yeah, broken. yeah, yeah. Bungie Hub just tweeted again right before, you know, again, as we're like, you know, 90 minutes before the raid kicks off. They haven't added any additional things to the list of things disabled, just the things we've already talked about. But uh, they, they've decided not to, not to disable warlocks as a people for the raid. So that's nice. It's because it's a whole subclass. You have to be on the well lock, but there's no actual kind of, there's no actual big requirements apart from just being on that subclass. So they'd cause absolute panic and pandemonium if they turned off the well locks yeah yeah you can't really turn is off like an entire class is it yeah. easy to start this infinite yes thing? just watch easy. the cheese forever video it's literally the, one of the first three or four that he's got this week hey i have a question for you guys i guessing thought and i want to know your feedback on this right so starter scales depends on orbs dropping right to get the maximum effect out of them you know what yeah. I mean? and now that our weapons can't make orbs right i've only seen orbs when people pop supers which effectively takes stars out of the equation as an exotic kind of permanently no right in so 
in your opinion you know you know they've moved it to mods on the helmet don't you no are they there right now yes You can generate as many orbs as you like if you put the mod on your helmet. Because remember, we talked about this. This is where the helmets are now kind of overstuffed with too many mods. It should have been somewhere else, like on the boots or something. Mm -hmm. Because you now have some of the seasonal mods that also go on the helmet. Well, no, like what's the, the, the one, Soros what's ones and the Hake ones like, extend the duration of like those weapon perks. Dexterity. Weapon dexterity is on the chest piece, right? Arms. Arms, yeah. Put it on the arms because nobody who uses weapon dexterity? Snipers. That's, 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 that's where all your champion mods go on the arms. Yeah. If you're gonna deal with champions, you need both those mod slots for arm. Anyway. Yeah, there's this stuff. That sucks. Yeah. But because we're doing the show back to front and higgle to piggledy and upside down. What? I, I will tell you what's happening next week in Destiny. Yeah. What, what is what is happening next week after the world's first? Well, after the world's first, they haven't mentioned it here but we should be getting trials back next weekend because they did mention that a couple of weeks back that the weekend after the raid race, so raid race this weekend, next weekend, we get our first trials of the season back. We get some new enemies appearing in the battlegrounds arena. Now, is that new enemies or just new enemies in the, the arena? The yeah. Megamind. The PSYOPs Battlegrounds, I'm guessing this is what it is. They've missed out the PSYOPs because that's yeah. the new thing for this season. Yeah, it, it just says new enemies appearing. I think it's going to be Mega Minds. Mega Minds as far as the eye can see. So that's going to be interesting to see what those new enemies are, if they are indeed new to the game or just new to Battlegrounds. We can enjoy bonus Nightfall rewards all week long with the Light Blade Nightfall. Now, I don't have a guide for that for the Grandmaster or the, the Master versions of that because it's a brand new strike and nobody's kind of done it. But as soon as somebody does, I will stick it in our show notes under like GMs and Master Nightfall, the Nightfall guides. The Nightfall this week is the Arms Dealer, which we do have a previous guide from, I think it was... Uh, Above had the Grand Master, the Arms Dealer Grandmaster Nightfall guide, and Ikijin had the Ordeal Grandmaster Nightfall for the previous week. So we know those two are in the rotation for the Grandmasters this season. We now have the Light Blade, and we've probably got the other ones that came with the Witch Queen. Yeah, so Esoteric, as always, has put out your, your solo Light Blade Strike full completion guide, but not the Nightfall version. So yeah, if you're, if you're going, which strike is this? What do I need to romp against? Esoteric has you covered there, but yeah. Give it a minute. Everybody will make their guides the moment it's available. And then we can have Team Scorch returning to the Crucible next week. And as we'd like to ask Parody each and every time, please explain what Team Scorched is for us new players. You get a Scorch Cannon, which is a big giant flamethrower rocket launcher. You will then shoot it at other Guardians who can only use their giant Scorch Cannons. They'll then try to Scorch each other to death. Whoever Scorches each other to death more wins. That's it. The, the, the only weapon you have is a, is a Scorch Cannon. You're not, do, you're not doing anything else. And I'm going to assume I haven't looked at the seasonal challenges this year, or this year, this, this season yet, but there's always, you know, for all these rotating Crucible ones, there's always a go get X number of kills in this game mode. So I don't know if it's up now or if 19 is about to tell us it'll be up this week, but <laughs> it's definitely one of the things that happens every season. So take advantage of your seasonal rotators early in the season, and that way you don't have to care about them if you don't like stepping foot into PvP late in the season. 
well parodied. It's, it's it's all scorch cannons. So if you're like people are going to have their good guns, no, they're all going to have scorch cannons, and that's all you can use. So now's <laughs> a perfect time to step in. I'm going to go over the challenges for next week, but I'm just I'm just going to put that out there, Bungie. You missed a trick. We have the synaptic spear in the psyops battlegrounds. You missed mm-hmm. a trick there. Why did we not have synaptic spears in Crucible? Just all over the place. People can pick up, people can pick them up and throw them at other guardians. You missed a trick. Oh, team spears, team spears. Yeah. We're getting close to our action sack playlist. I just want my action sack playlist from Halo. We're, we're getting closer. So challenges for next week, week three. We have Operation Elbrus, week three. So that's complete week three of the Operation Elbrus and use the Psychonetic Intelligence Decoder 3 runic chest at the end of the Psyops Battlegrounds. Collect Psyops, whatever the whatever that word is, Intel by playing Strikes, Gambit, Crucible, Public Events and more. So the currency that you get for opening the chests at the end of the Battlegrounds, that's what you need to do to open the chests. You need to open three of those chests and you need to collect some of that data by playing just other game modes. Challenge of the Disciple. Complete a weekly mission from the Witch Queen on heroic or difficulty or higher. Sorry, and those both will give you Challenge XP+, plus, uh, but the Operation Elbrus will give you the insight to unlock at the helm. Weapon Shape 2. Extract a resonance element from a deep sight resonant weapon, and that will give you Challenge XP+. Plus. EDZ Patrol. In the EDZ, earn progress by completing bounties, patrols, public events, and lost sectors. And that's 18, but just a random number. But it's you just play on the EDZ, you'll get it done. And that's Challenge XP Plus and some Bright Dust. The Power Broker. Reach a power level uh, by earning powerful rewards and prime engrams. And that's 1,550. So if you've already got there, then good on you. And that will give you Challenge XP Plus and some Bright Dust. Uh, long Range Calibration. Calibrate long-range weapons, pulse rifles, bows, and trace rifles in the EDZ. Bonus progress in lost sectors. So combine that with the EDZ patrols and your golden. That will give you challenge XP plus and some bright dust. The gambit one, don't worry about it. You can do it, save them all up. But if you're going to do it, defeat Taken in gambit and earn progress for defeating tougher combatants. And that's called primeval entourage. And that's challenge XP plus with some bright dust. Scorched Earth. Defeat Guardians in Team Scorched. Charging up detonations in midair or on surfaces earn bonus progress. 50 Guardians, Challenge XP Plus, and some Bright Dust. So there you go. Now, there are ways of playing that if you want to kind of spec into like floofy warlocks hovering with Scorch cannons or flying titans with lion ramparts, the exotic boots. Go for it. And if you hold the button down and charge up the weapon and then you release it in midair as it's flying towards somebody, you get a very big explosion and you get more points for it. So worth trying and practicing because I think that was something that you picked up on a couple of months back, wasn't it, Respawn? You'd learn how to actually do that. Mm-hmm. And then we have the ultimate challenge. Defeat champions in nightfall strikes on hero difficulty or higher and pro- bonus progress at higher difficulty tiers. And that's 60 champions. But again, as the higher tiers, you get more points and that's challenge XP plus and bright us. And then, this is the first time I've seen this, there is a classified keep it secret, keep it safe one. So no mm-hmm. idea what that is. Just doesn't tell me. I can't look at it. It's just as classified. So 
I wonder if it's something relating to the new. Well, I know they said they said well they said there would be some Void 3.0 bounties and things coming up. So I wonder if there's a, some sort of Void 3.0 related thing, or if it's so something that will require something. Yeah, something that requires something we get after the raid completes. Go, you know, go get X number of kills in the new something that you don't know about yet. So that's fun. Yeah. And then we have our Bright Dust and our Eververse for next week. So there's some exciting stuff coming up next week for the 8th of March. So if you want to use your real world money to buy some silver, you can buy the Bug Catcher, which is 1,000 silver. That's your exotic emote. The Constellation Tracer exotic ship for 800 silver. The Logic weapon ornament for Lament Sword, which will be 700 silver. Or the Dastardly Satch, which is a legendary emote for 500 silver. What's the Dastardly Stash for a sweet mustache? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. So, yeah. Dick Dastardly. Yeah. It took you reading it for me to understand it. So, team effort. (laughs) Go team. Stuff that you do not need. Your concentrated matter gems, your glimmer shards, or your scavenger boons. Do not waste your bright dust on those. But you could use it to purchase another exotic ghost shell called the Trackbound Shell, which will be 2,000. 850 bright dust looks like a mini no idea it looks yeah weird. it's got got little lights and a tail fin on it i was trying for what it was too i don't know hmm. yeah looks like a car maybe no now this is your challenge of the week oh the maximal mal mahara mahari <laughs> Malhari, Malhari, yeah, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. It's a stunning <laughs> victory, deserves a stunning display as the flavor text. So, Legendary emote for 700 bright dust. Wow. Heartbreaking entrance, which is our legendary oh. transmat effect for 450 bright dust. Another new shader, uh, Time Honored, which is a legendary shader for 300 bright dust. Dawn of Intervention, exotic emote for 3,250 bright dust. Scary Feet, which we deduced a couple of weeks back, was the Monsters, Inc. one with Sully for 700 Bright Dust. And Fantastic Shell. So this is the wooden car shell for your ghost, exotic ghost shell for 2,850 Bright Dust. We have the Dig Site, which is the exotic sparrow for 2,500 Bright Dust. We have the Braytech M6, which is your weapon ornament for the uh, forerunner sidearm for 1250 bright dust we have a projection memory of bruce projection for 1500 bright dust and then finally we have some legendary gear which is the new uh, universal ornaments for the classes so this is the first week that they're coming up we have the chess pieces for the hunter the titan and the warlock uh, the Hunters is the Abyss Walker Vest. So this is the one with the purple uh, glowing knives across the chest for 1,200 Bright Dust. Yep. The Desolate Diver Plate for the Titans. And I think that's got the glowing... Ha- it's got something glowing on the back, but because it's not a 3D model, I can't rotate it Well, the it Hunter again. one also has... Probably a has, shield or something. You don't notice. That the, was it. They said it was a shield, didn't they? Yeah, the Hunter also has the... The on their back. Nobody well. cares. One thousand two hundred bright dust, and the elect of the empty robes for the warlocks. Again, 
it's got glowing stuff on it. I'm not entirely sure, but it's probably going to be something warlocky, like a book. Maybe it's got a book attached to the back, a little backpack with the books hanging out the back, like they were going to school. Mm-hmm. Love it. Perfect. Yeah. And I wish I could go over our lost sectors, but I can't because we still haven't had a full rotation in the two weeks that we have kind of got so far. So we, yeah, we've had we've had three of the terrain world lost sectors come up this past week. I think the last one was yesterday's reset with the legs. So today's reset will be arms. Sundays will be chests. Monday's reset will be helmets. Tuesdays will be legs. Wednesdays will be arms. Thursdays will be chests. Fridays will be helmets. Saturday next week will be legs. Sunday will be arms and back around to the reset on Monday will be chests. And again, we don't know which lost sectors are coming up. They've they listed. I mean, we've got Cosmodrome in their Dreaming City, Moon and the Throne World. So potentially this week we could see the EDZ ones come up. But again, until we kind of see the first one and it, then it goes back around to the Cosmodrome again, we won't know a full rotation. So, yeah, until that, then good luck. I do have some tips, tricks, guides, and builds for you Yay. if you're interested. And what I've done in our show notes is I've split them into different sections. So we have some tips, mm-hmm. tricks, guides, and builds. Then we have some throne world guides, which will, I'm going to try and keep those each week so that if there's anything kind of throne world esque that people need to know, so like guides for the raid and things, I'll keep those for the whole season and see where we go from there. And I checked checked with this first video this is definitely 100% not deacon approved even though it's a fallout video and I, I described it all to her I went through it and I said look he's broken each weapon down and he's given you short time frames for each weapon she still said no she doesn't approve no nope. so it's all about run time do you actually bring this up to her you don't actually do that do you I did no yeah. what do you mean no don't you don't go to up. you don't go to her with every one of these videos and say, "Hey, do you approve of this?" Not every single one, but the majority of we have a conversation about it. Uh huh. His entire life is destiny. Of course, this is this is conversation at his house. I'm right? trying to combine, yeah, but, but she doesn't even have to hear the word destiny. As soon as she ascertains <laughs> that the topic is destiny related, she leaves. Well, no, she couldn't leave. She had a laptop on her lap and she was doing her work. So she it would have taken much effort to get up. Yeah. I cornered her. She made questions. <laughs> but getting back to the videos. You leave. I'm, I'm trying to work. Yeah. And the demon's desperately trying to tell us what he's learned. Yes. So Fallout Place has got a breakdown of every new Witch Queen weapon and where to get it. And as I said, he's broken it down in little, you know, time segments so that you can actually click on the ones that you're interested in getting, because some of them you may not be interested in getting at this point, and some you may be really excited about. So Fallout's got a really good video. Uh, Chadley has got an Ostrestriger crafting mistakes video. So this is one that you just watch just to kind of be informed when you are going to craft your Ostrestriger, because there are a few kind of kinks, I think, Bungie you're going to have to work out before you kind of craft it and because it's charging you again i think they did mention that in the patch notes it's charging you again for the uh the masterwork on it the the catalyst sorry oh for those that don't know sorry this is important for those that don't 
don't know that the material used to masterwork what he's talking about, you 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 get one, and then you can buy one. And when I say buy one, it is account bound. You can buy one of those things per week, per account. So as of right now, I I've tra- been trying to farm one in that event that they were talking about with a really low drop rate. Spring. I haven't found a single one yet, so I'm stuck at two. So I can't even get the masterwork on my Osteostriga yet because I'm stuck at two, and you can't even buy anymore. You can buy one per account per week. That's it. Or if you spent both of them on your glaive and upgraded your glaive, then you've got none. Like no, me. I still have two. But yeah, yeah. so. Or, or I have three of Ascendant Alloys, and I've spent none of them on anything. Uh, I bought one the first week. I apparently uh, did something to get more, and I've, I've, I basically took the tactic of I'm not, other than crafting the original glaive, I have crafted nothing. I have done nothing but collect, collect weapons and things to craft things into later. Once I figured out, um, one, what had things unlocked I cared about, and two, knew what I was doing. So, well. Talking about things that you care about, Astacross has a video on the Sweet Sorrow Auto Rifle, how to build it, and why it's a god roll. That's right up your alley there, bud. So I should dump the four I have and just go build one? Uh, I don't know. Check to see if uh, your four match is built. <laughs> and you will drop that into the show notes so I can put that in. Which leads, which is a conversation we should have one of these weeks, and we're not going six hours about what does the game mean if we have both random rolls and crafted rolls. Oh yeah, well, the crafted just gives you better random rolls. You get enhanced mm. random rolls. They're not random if I can build them. Yeah, but okay. No, 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 no. That's not talking about. Not today. I'm sorry, I shouldn't even have mentioned it. Jesus Forever has the Warlock Infinite Orb Generation glitch. He also has Killing Immune Bosses with the Child of Old Gods, if you're interested I in that. Saw that. That's evil. And two Legendary Exotics. So that's going over the the bow and the submachine gun, if you're interested in seeing why they've been disabled. Cool Guy has two videos this week, which I've selected for you. The Canta, Cantana, which is the hand cannon. He's got a review on that and why it's in, I think it's, he said it was in the top three hand cannons to look out for that uh, it could kind of rival the palindrome so if you're a hand cannon user check that one out and the must-have pulse rifle the peace of mind so this is from the psyops battlegrounds and again i kind of agree with him it is a fantastic pulse rifle so check that video out if you are interested in knowing why people are comparing the funnel web to the recluse uh Iror has a dps kind of video going over why it's comparable to the old recluse and kind of sorry it's really good it's really it is good, good but like what... but you'd be surprised with the video yeah but the thing is is people keep bringing up the recluse because everybody knows the name but in in terms of oh it's better than the recluse they're talking about like its stats like it's 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 range its stability things like that and its damage right but because mm-hmm. you got to care about Nobody recluse has the perk where uh, any weapon kill makes the recluse stronger, you know, and that's that's the reason why the recluse is. If you got a kill with any weapon and you pull out that recluse, that recluse has a damage buff. Bam! 
right? Yeah. So that aggravates me when people say, it's better than Recluse? Really? Does it have no, that no. perk? Then it's no, not no. better. You know? In Eros <laughs> video, he doesn't say it's better. He compares it and he goes over why you may still want to use your Recluse in okay. certain situations. Fair mm. enough. There you go. Fair enough. Uh, TDT has the Void PvP counter builds. So it, it, already, if you are upset with Void 3.0 in the Crucible, they have three builds for a Titan, a Warlock, and a Hunter going into Crucible and just messing with the opposition. So check that out. That's a really good, funny video. Patricates Gaming has the best punt, has the best PVE Hunter build for the Witch Queen. Now this is the one I think you were talking about at the beginning of the show, Respawn, with. Uh, the glaive meleeing somebody with glaive going visible and yeah 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 it's kind of that build and the same build yeah yeah so he goes over what fragments and aspects you should be rocking with mods and the glaive fantastic build also i'm going to relink the brave x hero channel and the plunder the booty channel because they've been again doing some fantastic builds this well forever that i think people should look at and um check out but uh, as I said, we've got Throne World Guides. So if you are interested in doing the Vox Obscura mission, so this is to get the new, I think it's the Grenade Launcher. I can't remember the name of it. I've... The Warm uh, One? No, it's the... Uh, the Waveframe? The uh, Dead the, Messenger? Is it the Dead Messenger? That's it. It's the Waveframe Dead Messenger. So if you want a quick guide on that, Redrix has a guide for you for that. Okay. Esoteric has the all 10 locations of the dark rifts uh, i believe that is just one complete triumph there's not 10 rifts each week so it's just 10 rifts but you do need the worm grenade launcher for that one cheese forever's final boss legendary cheese if you need help with that we have 360 game tv's lucent moss week one and week two and any help that you need with the witch queen symbols so if you've been going and doing the missions uh, for the witch queen wait, which you have to go into the lost sectors and uh, line up the symbols. Some people are having issues. I did have a bit of an issue this week. One of the milestones or the markers on the map was outside the lost sector up in the air. And it's just yeah. hovering there. <laughs> just ignore it. Just ignore it and go in the lost sector. That's next to it. Yeah. And you'll find the, it. yeah, you'll find the deep yeah. site underneath. But then it takes a lot of wiggling around and standing and jumping to kind of like align I was looking the symbols. everywhere for one of those damn hidden sight things, right? Yeah. And I was like, what the <laughs> It took good took me a good five minutes to kind of line it up. It was really yeah. being finicky. So yeah. Um if you need a, a guide on that, uh, 360 Game TV's got you for that. Uh last week Ibontis put out his final legendary mission, mission eight. So we've got missions one to eight of doing the solo legendary campaign. We have Divide giving you the Extraction Legendary Lost Sector Guide. PV Shifty giving you the Spelucha Legendary Lost Sector Guide. And Abby Hour giving you the Metamorphosis Legendary Lost Sector Guide. And then plus Abby Hour has the Miasma Executioner's Horde Guide, the Quagmire's Executioner's Horde Guide, and the Fluorescent Canal's Executioner's Horde Guide. And I believe once you've kind of completed all of those Executioner's things, you get an exotic ghost shell which is like a shrieker. So there you go. So just a couple of tips that I've picked up on from just playing the campaign this current week is that the campaign technically locks you out. If you're playing through a second and third character, you have to have gone through and played, I'd say roughly up to mission three 
to unlock it's like most of the throne world possibilities that you may have to do a bit more because finch is locked for his upgrades on uh, his vendor page so to unlock some of those things for each character you will have to complete the campaign you don't necessarily have to do it on legend but you can just play it through on normal but you have to have played the campaign to unlock finch at least and get to the throne world to be able to do other things in the throne world uh, the campaign also gives you high blues. Now, I know they said that when you play through the campaign that you'll be rewarded with the 1520 blue set and upgrade modules. But if you are playing through the campaign on your second or third character and you've already kind of transferred your weapons across and you've done a bit of juggling with opening engrams to get your character above 1520 the the blues that do drop from those chests as you're playing through the campaign will drop higher and they go up to 1550 so you're not kind of capped at being just below 1520 with those blues that you get through just playing the campaign so that can help you kind of grind the power out to get your second and third characters up to level so yeah, those are a couple of tips that I've picked up on the way to maybe help people get through their second and third character to be able to play all three or just stick with you one and, and you do you, as I like to say. Well done, sir. Some of those were big words and you just plowed right through. I did. I've probably just butchered all of them. No, i say you did pretty good. But yeah, I agree with parody. I think maybe next week once we've kind of had time to assess we had a good couple of weeks of playing and we can sit down and discuss weapon crafting because i know that is something that's hot on topic at the moment especially with vault space and the amount of things that you kind of have to hoard uh to do your crafting and the crafting caps i think it's a it's a big discussion point so maybe we could reconvene and, and come back and talk about it next week well, you say maybe, but we both know we will. <laughs> well, maybe I won't. Oh, you better. Nobody said you could take leave from this. I, I might. I might. Also, I, might. I didn't hear you um, put in the cactus video that I just mentioned about the stasis build. Did you drop it into the show I notes? I did. Okay. I I will put that in the uh, in the links for people to check out. Yeah, but it's it, it's it's regarding the new exotic and then one of the new or one of our old aspects, which basically doubles or triples the size of the dust filled grenade, right? Mm -hmm. And while you're in it, you take less damage. And when enemies are in it, they deal less damage. But the other thing is, while you're in it and you're taking damage, your grenade comes back before your dust field is even gone. So more or less infinite dust filled grenades. You just keep chucking them. As long as you're getting damaged. Sounds pretty cool. It's very broken. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's, as I said, there's lots of discussion topics that we can kind of pick up on next week once you guys have had a bit more time to play. And we can talk about that. Fair enough. Anything else? Well, there, there may be. There may be some lore at this point in time. So cross your fingers uh, and pray to Savathun that we may get some lore, and if we do, it will be dropped in at this point. So, do you want to read the first one, or do you want me to? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like to do the reading. I consider myself the literate of the group, and that's 
not saying much. Um, or that's saying a lot. I can't really tell. Moving on. Uh, so again, we're on part five, a sinister plot. Across the pit, three siblings watch from the shadows. Malkanth smiles. Hash Ladoon and her siblings have taken their leave. Their disgust evident. They too have found cause to doubt the logic. The politics of the self-appointed puppet masters will distract from the continuing ritual. But, in their dismissal, the high-seated neglect is simple, powerful fact. The Horde will not forsake tradition so easily. They are born of it, bred within the comfort of its certainty. The pampered elite have forgotten the power of belief. The sword logic is all too full of the masses. That truth will be the seed from which Malkanth grows her subversion. For even as the cowards above turn their back on the pit, a boon is granted to sinister Malkanth's grand aspirations. Her smile widens. Zulmak is our instrument of destruction. He is that which will shatter the logic. He is that which will break the cycle and prove the lie of the court and its king. They who led us to ruin here, in this dead system, on this dead orb. He is brave and fearsome. There exists a time when he will have been great, sure to join the pantheons upon which the future generations will build their legends. But for the swarm to see its future stretch beyond eternity, he will ever be a catalyst for all to come. And nothing more. Are you ready, sister? I am, ever and truly. Let my sacrifice carve our path. Let my unmaking be our salvation. And brother, to be reborn is a gift, one I cannot repay. In return, I offer only vengeance, dear sister, and for your sacrifice, a place in an infinite graveyard, built where stars once dared to shine. So this is basically finalizing their plan. We have the three sisters that are, well, the siblings, two sisters and a brother, annoyed completely at what they call the puppet masters, which they say are self-appointed, which they kind of are because they are the family of Crota, his daughters, his sons, and they they didn't earn their passage, not like Crota did. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, Crota, yeah, Crota had used the sword logic and basically fight his way to the top. And he, because these are Crota children, fought through time, basically. Yeah, and they've inherited their status from their father. Uh, yeah, so they've got their but, plan now. They've they've all agreed on it, and mm -hmm. this is almost ready to be put into motion. Now, is this the plan where two of them die, and she does a ritual to bring them back? We will find out further on in the story. Okay, fair enough. Now we're on chapters. Oh, do you have anything else to say about that? No. This is just literally linking the past discussions about 
it's flaw the flaws in the sword logic and the sword logic is for the masses for the masses to believe they can through killing grow in strength and progress up the ladder and potentially be get to crota's level but i thought that they could right the more they feed their worm oh. the stronger they get and they evolve right that's, I thought, that's I thought correct that was true. They, they do they do but if you think about it the actual chance of them doing it is infinitesimally small uh so you can win the lottery but yes the odds of you do okay so yeah in, in theory it's not just propaganda yeah eventually if you if you did what you could do and you fed your worm you too could be like crota the odds of you surviving that long however <laughs> the, you odds, being that the good. odds of you getting those six numbers of survival right it's small right 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 oh goodness okay um Chapter so, 6, Bloodspot. Chapter 6, Bloodspot. The congregation has departed. Azulmak, impaled by a lesser blade, has failed. The congregation is foolhardy. Azulmak spins. Lodged in his flesh, the blade snaps. Its wielder now weaponless, but for an edgeless grip. Azulmak crushes the assailant with a single mighty blow, but the damage is done. The horde piles on, weighing him down, cutting, slicing. The would-be champions are swallowed by the mass. Across the pits, the attention of the combatants shifts. They turn on each other, there's no more champion. So a new champion must claim victory. The sword logic demands it. Beneath the mound of writhing bone and claw, those who rush Zulmak poke and prod, killing all beneath their weight. Then movement and terrible scream. The heap quakes and pulses. Then a powerful thrust. Bodies fly and an angry shape stomps forth. Zulmak, impaled a dozen times, perhaps more, decorated in blade and hilt, roars. All eyes fall upon him. He slumps, breathes heavily, then stands. The heap continues to writhe. Zulmak climbs its uneven slope crushing the weak underfoot. Reaching the bony peak of bodies living and dead, the wounded champion issues a challenge, a gut-born rage battle cry. Zulmak the Impaled, Zulmak the Unfelled, Zulmak the Destroyer. The Horde charges, clambering to reach him high above the pile. And when they do, they offer themselves one after another to his devastating embrace, sacrificing themselves to the champion, to the logic, they are not worthy. But maybe, maybe, Zulmak is. So this is the same fight in the pit. Last, yep, last, we saw, that... last time we saw him, he got stabbed in the back by a thrall. And yep. now he's killed that thrall. He's killed everyone else. And... And uh, it says the horde charges, sacrificing themselves. They weren't trying to sacrifice themselves. It's just, it's just fancy words saying they were still trying to kill him, but they were falling beneath his blade, right? Yes, but even to that extent, when there's not many left in there, and he's uh, killed them all, you know you're gonna die. So you do almost kind of sacrifice yourself on this small hope that you'll beat him, however unlikely. Right, but each sacrifice they make makes him more powerful. Makes it 
so okay because they because sacrifice the because is making him no stronger, because, or because the sword he's logic like absorbing life force? it's the sword logic the more you kill the more powerful you become okay so is that like a physical reaction or is that just well no because they take the tithe you you take you take their power you keep a portion for yourself and then you pass the rest up the chain the more portions of power you take the more powerful and the more you can grow so there is an actual absorption of some physical manifestation of yes energy and th okay. this is this is why this whole pyramid scheme of tithing that's how oryx was able to explore the deep without killing because he was still getting his blood tithe to feed his worm from all his underlings i see and how we weakened him by killing everything underneath him including his son all right so now the people that have walked away from the pit because they thought zolmak is now unworthy him killing everybody and he yelled at these people that were walking away i think they'd already gone by then failed, I've been unfailed i am the destroyer right yeah Fair enough. Fair enough. but he's taken the high ground and you know yourself once you've got the high ground it's very difficult to dislodge you oh yeah oh yeah i know that anakin knows that <laughs> so does everyone pretty much uh seven the severed and the unmade Grizzul's lament i am lesser of being and mine sister your unmaking shall see me whole my stolen limb lost to the lightborn in defense of our taken knight's futile reign has made me a pariah the dishonor of my family has cast upon us an unwavering shame that spreads like a disease, tainting not only my broken self, but you and my dearest Malkanth alike. I am plague. I am withering disregard. Yet here, in your selfless gift, I find new purpose. In your flesh and bone, I will find myself once again, in that discovery, I will forever remember you, as you will be my vessel on this physical plane. I will be the vessel for your essence. The very core of your will shall live on in me, eternally. As a vast pride, your words are a joy, brother, the last I shall have. But know that such pleasures are insignificant when judged against my hatred my anger. I choose my unmaking only because I know the power of your rage, tamed since your severing, but seething below the surface of your charcoal heart. I give freely of myself, as did the lesser of the pit when they offered themselves as waves to be broken against the jagged shore of Zolmak's blade. I do so because I see clearly the path we etch, its purpose born of heresy, but pure like your rage. My sole regret is that I will not see your fury manifest, that I will not feel these hands inflict such punishment upon the unworthy, upon existence. You will make a grand monarch, brother, through me. In my name, writ across the expanse, Azavath, the suffer queen of an ever-rising swarm. In my husk, the armored vessel of the one I love, my sweet, 
vengeful Akrazum, my broken prince, no more. So she was all about Akrazul, huh? Yep, that's his sister. Now, can you understand what they are talking about here? Because they basically it's... laid out their plan. It sounds like she's going to sacrifice herself to give her brother power, right? Because she's talking about he's going to proceed, but she it's, won't be there. It to goes slightly more extreme. Yeah, that, that, that is the basics of it, but it goes slightly more extreme than that. How so? She's going to let Akrazul take her body. Right, yeah. Now, because if you... if you be his armor. That's, okay, I got that part. Yeah. yeah. And she is going to sacrifice herself because it says in there, my sole regret that I will not see you, your fury manifest. That I will not see, I uh, will not feel these hands inflict so much punishment on the unworthy. Oh, I missed that. Look at that. Okay. So he's more than capable in spirit, but his body is broken. So she's going to give him her body. So that his fury can manifest properly. Yes. Now, the problem, the biggest problem is this goes completely against the sword logic because it is given, it is not taken. Yeah, she's, she's, she is stronger. And instead of killing her brother, currently she is, she is stronger. But if he had both his arms, he would be much more powerful. Right, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the sword logic would be if the brother is weak, she kills him. And that, that's so logic. She kills him because she's stronger. But yeah. instead of killing him because she's stronger, she sacrifices herself to see his ultimate strength realized through her. Yes. Okay, I follow. And that is against uh, the sword logic because it's completely, like you said, it's completely opposite. They're not she should kill him because he's weaker. Yeah, right. Chapter 8, A Sacrifice of Self. Akrazul rests motionless on the altar. Such wicked crafts as the Inquisition of, of Self is a science beyond his understanding, stolen by his sister from forbidden lessons in ancient prohibited texts. Few have earned the knowledge required to navigate the dissection of a living essence. Fewer still can excise the layers of self such that the vessel remains a viable cage for another's being. Melkanth the Deceiver has spent a lifetime educating herself in the ways of illicit knowledge. Ever curious to explore the cracks between understandings in the dark recesses of imagination where possibilities dwell. She has assured her brother that his torment will be swift compared to their sisters. Akrazor finds little comfort in her words and braces for the screams to come, knowing the only way forward rests on the side of his beloved Azavant's unmaking. The siblings share a silence. To most, their coming sins would be treason worthy of erasure, but there is no turning back. Melkanth turns to her brother, knowing he is noble and brave, knowing he will be tempted to intervene once Azavath's cries echo through the vaulted hollows of the abandoned prying eyes. Akrazul says nothing. Still, Malkanth holds a finger to her cracked lips and shakes her head slowly. Akrazul looks to his right arm, severed, mid-bicep, a nub of rough, calcified mass, then back at Malkanth before closing his eyes. 
Melkanth smiles as her brother rests calmly, ready to play his part. She turns to Azavath, pinned to her altar with thick bolts through her wrists and ankles. The pain will be such that she will struggle, fight against the intrusion as her mind and essence are frayed and her body hollowed of life that it may serve another. Azavath thinks her brother and the hells he will unleash once whole. A whisper catches her ear as she closes her eyes. She listens to the faint words of praise as Malkanth delivers the first cut. So he had to kill her. Nope. No, 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 no. There's three people in this story. There's Malkanth. There's Akrazal and Azavath. Malkanth is the operator. She is the one doing the soul transplant. Oh, okay. Akrazal is the brother with the one arm. And Azavath is the sister. So Akrazal is going to take Azavath's body and the swap is going to be done by Malkanth. Okay. So now, like I said, they're doing like a, like a limb transplant kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. She's it. Malkanth is the doctor. The other two are the patients. Yeah. Yeah. But... Go back this to that last line. Yeah, I was about to say, this is pretty straightforward, but that she listens to faint words of praise. Now, what they're doing is considered heresy. Yes. So that sentence, faint words of praise, A, from whom, and B, why? Who is the biggest heretic that we know of? Savathun? Yes. <laughs> She is the one that's going against all the sword logic in the, in the whole of this. Right. From what we know already, this came out in um, Shadowkeep. Uh-huh. What did we find out in the interference missions? Oh, Jesus, dude, I don't know. <laughs> it's too right. long for me. In the interference missions, she's trying to stop us with the help of Nocris talking to the darkness. So she's learned all about... Now, she's learned all about... Necromancy from Nocris. Okay. Now, Nocris is a heretic himself because he was completely disavowed by Oryx because, because necromancy, necromancy goes against the sword yeah. logic. Yeah. So he disowned him and he went to, and Nocris went to the worm himself. Yeah. Yeah. So no, now you see, yeah. yeah, but now now we know why is going on. So to recap, she listens to faint words of praise. Those faint words of praise are coming from Savathun. We be- as- well, we know this now with hindsight and what we've already learned from the previous seasons. Okay. And before uh, that was left wide open. Soul transfer, so that Akrazul can be, be the champion. Again. Right. So, but he'll be in his sister's body. Now, will they know that he's in his sister's body? No. 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 That's that's why. That's part part of the uh, plan, because now, nobody will, will expect it. Will he have his sister's worm, or will he have his own worm? He'll have his sister's worm. Uh, but as long as the worm's getting fed, the worm won't care. But I thought the worm feeds on different aspects, like Savathun's feeds on treachery, and his feeds on violence, but what is... Um... Until they can completely define themselves, I don't think it matters with the lesser ranks. Oh, okay. 
Um, I only think that, well, from what I can tell, it, that only applies to the three heads of the family. Oryx, Zevorath, and Savathun, where they had to obey their natures. Because that was the deal they made with the worms. And the worms said, give these worms to your children. Right. So in the act of, act of giving the worms to their children, they don't necessarily have to obey their nature, but they have to keep their worms fed. Mm. Chapter 9.1, The Unmaking. Sing, O sister, of death and its many gifts. From the first, there has been a war. Wars of self, wars of conquest, wars of desperation, wars of greed. From war comes death. From death comes the end. From endings come beginnings. One such now sung in the key of pain, Azavath's truth, the all of her torn free with a surgeon's grace. Malkant's ears bleed as her sister's unmaking reveals her being. In the echoes of Azavath's screams, ancient histories reveal themselves. Song of Life The song was not always a corruption. It began as a gift, stolen from the gardener in efforts to understand the unknowable realities of the orb's incredible gifts. A signal was found, a repeating tune, the song of creation. Its frequencies were heard across the stars, wherever life's promise took hold. Some among the Ammonites worshipped it, some among the Hive did the same. Still others sought to understand it that they might cage it, that they might control it. For the control life is to control death. Such ambition, not new. Such ambition was old as understanding. The melody was captured and studied. The frequencies replicated. But the orb's mysteries were not so easily brought to light. The song, for all its beauty, did not alone grant life. It was theorized that the song was not a song of, at all, but many. That within its refrain, untold rhythms spoke their own truths, free and clear of the whole. Centuries passed. The song remained untamed. Life moved on. The Song of Death The choir formed in celebration of the song. Performances marked the passage of seasons. But the song's lie eventually began to corrupt the spirit of those who heard its tune. The melody was a reminder, the orb was a catalyst, and the song was the orb. Yet, those who embraced the song were merely instruments and nothing more. Life remained beyond their grasp, while they remained ever in their deaths. Those of the choir had given all of themselves. All was not enough. The first conductor was assassinated by one who sang the an aria of her own making. She, whose name has been stricken, had found notes hidden in the frequencies. Reversed and mirrored in pitch, she weaved them together and sang her beautiful abomination until the conductor wept and bled as she screamed and fell. The stricken fled, fearful of their crime, but others found promise anew in their art. The stricken was captured and subjected to inquisition so that her song might be understood. This was before understandings, before most things, when the first notes of the new song 
That's some deep stuff right there, dude. What the yep. hell? Okay, so the first part is pretty clear. The part that gets me right here. The song was not always a corruption. It began as a gift stolen from the gardener. Isn't the gardener the traveler? Believed so. Hasn't been confirmed yet. Because the the traveler was the gardener, and the death that chases him was the... Winnower. Winnower. Yes. Supposedly. Okay. So this is talking about the song of life as a gift stolen from the gardener, a.k.a. stolen from the traveler, supposedly. Right? It wasn't so much the song of life. It was, if you look at it, it's the song of creation. So in the song of creation, you've got the song of life, the song of death, the song of making, whatever you want to be. But if in all creation, it's life and death. So in the song of death, in that choir, the death choir, yeah, they discovered effectively the song of death and became the death singers. And that's the darkness. No, that's the hive. That's the hive. Okay. Remember the... Uh, daughters of Oryx, Uranuk, uh, and okay. her sister, the uh-huh. Death Singers. Uh... And that's who Toland wanted to hear the Song of Death, and that's what, and somehow he ascended by listening to it. I see. I thought Toland bounced out, though. Like, he, he ran away. No, he listened to it, and he became the Orb of Light. I could have sworn there was a chapter where Tolan bounced out on his friends. He, that's why he had the nickname. He did. Like, yeah, well, he didn't bounce out on his friends. He's basically he went into the Hellmouth and into in in the first fire team to take out Crota, uh-huh. and that's where he he want he knew the Death Singers were in there, and he wanted to listen to the Song of Death, and he basically took one of the Guardians with him. I can't remember which one it which one it was, and they went and listened to the Song of Death and died oh and apparently ascended one of them well, anyway. well yeah he did <laughs> all right so wh- what is this telling us this is telling us that the hive uh basically dissect dissected the song of creation and took elements from it to create the song of death okay now is the song here a metaphor or is there actual is this an well, actual... in in the books of sorrow, the one of the death choirs mm-hmm. surrounded a world uh, around the pole or around the full axis of the world, sang the death death song, and completely shattered the planet. That's how powerful this is. Right, and no, this this that. is act, this the, the full understanding of the choir is has been lost. Right, because there's but never been another is, choir is this since a this time. Because a song of death could just be weapons, and the no, choir no, no, could no, no, be this an is, armada this, wielding these weapons. So, is this an actual are, song that is? This sung? is an actual song. Oh. It is not a metaphor. That's why, in that mission, you have to kill Crota's daughters before they start singing. I see. No, oh, not Crota's. Uh, Oryx's daughters. Uh, Crota's sisters before they start singing. Because if they start singing, it's game over. Yes. You. Okay. So, okay. Wow, that's pretty deep. 
chapter 9.2 The Unmaking In these notes, beautiful oblivion. The war had raged for centuries, one of the many. Just another, as irrelevant as the next. The stories of the choir and their death song were thought to be nothing more than folklore, who, wholly untrue at best, vastly exaggerated at worst. They were demons who'd sought life's gift only to corrupt its beauty. The homeworld of a species no longer on record, erased from the world's grave and thus from memory as a punishment for their transgressions, had kept itself safely removed from the battles of being waged on the far side of the system. The location was safeguarded to protect the homeworld from the hive's wrath. Its orbit was defended by an array of advanced offensive mechanics, cannons, mobile suits, mines, gravity slings and more. They were protected. They were safe. They never noticed the small crafts slip in through their defences. Twenty in total, landing in sequence at set coordinates along the planet's equator. Four trillion souls were about their days and nights as an unknown melody caught the breeze. It was beautiful, an ethereal gift. And at the end of all things, the choir sang, only twenty strong. As their voices grew in volume, the people started to scream. The planet's crust shifted and cracked. The seas roiled and spilled out over the land. The core shook, the ground shattered, defences scrambled. It was too late. Less than an hour after the song began, the hidden homeworld of a forgotten people split in twain. These are the song's powers, its gifts, anti-life and oblivion. Rebirth. Malkanth braces as the pain of her sister's screams threatens to turn her mind into liquid, but she is strong and almost finished. Azavath's being was tied intimately to her purpose, to learn the song, perfect her notes, write her own aria and become death that she held so tightly to legends of the song's true power surprise Malkanth. Even Eyut, one of the Crota's most cherished, had long since given up on rebuilding the choir. Yet Azavath was driven by this desire. Malkanth feels pride well up. Her sister, like herself, like her brother, all lesser in the eyes of those of pure bone, still nurtured ambitions beyond the festering cowardice of those who chose politics over action. The sword logic has failed them, but they will not fail the swarm. Malkanth makes her final cut. Azavath's roar shreds her throat as she falls silent, her body convulsing against the bolts, then becoming motionless. For an instant, Malkanth holds her sister's essence. She wishes to say farewell, but just as quickly the wisp that was her sister sparks and blinks out. Malkanth recoils. Akrazor jumps from his altar, lunging at Malkanth. Unflinching, Malkanth makes a single cut, deep, clean, tearing her brother's essence free from his physical self. Akrazor's body crumples to the ground. His soul is bigger and stronger than his sister's, angrier, meaner. For an instant, Malkanth worries that Azavath's vessel will be unfit to contain her brother's rage. 
she shoves the severed knight's essence into Azavath's empty shell. Their sin is complete. Now come the consequences. Why was he about to kill Malkant? Because that's what you do. If you love somebody, you try and kill them. And she just one swipe, done. It wasn't, I think it was more of a precise incision to remove the soul. Right. But I mean, just as he's running out of hair, she just makes that cut. Yeah. Take the soul out. Just. Yeah. <laughs> but don't forget. I don't know, part she was of, completely part... unfazed by this. She's like, yeah, yeah, but, part, yeah. She was, but if you read back in the, in the story here, yeah. she was expecting this. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Because the way he was staring at her and whatnot. Yeah. But, like, I honestly thought that. I didn't know he was on his throne. I thought he was lying on a table next to his sister. I no, they were, they were, they were both like... on altars. Altars. Okay. I see. Oh, yes. Jumpstrom was altar. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I thought throne. This is my favorite line. These two lines. Unflinching. Malkanth makes a single cut. Deep. Clean. Tearing her brother's essence free from his physical self, Aquazul's body crumples to the ground. <laughs> In my mind, it's some anime shit. He's not like, ah, she's just like, slice. <laughs> Sidestep side and precision cuts with it. <laughs> almost like a samurai. Uh huh. Excellent. Good spot to leave it on. At this point, you'd hear the not our farts law. If you don't, you'll just hear parody say, Thank you for joining us. Or not. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> your titans are parody and night demon. Your hunter is no one responds in real life. Your lord scribe is not Arf. Is he here? Is he not here? You'll have to listen to find out. You can email the show at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Basically, we're two tens and a hunter everywhere in the entire world. That's who we are. You'll find us. Find all your favorite guardians on Xbox Live. Respawn on PC. And again, I should change that because we're everywhere. Or we're nowhere. Who knows where we are? Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. Watch the show on YouTube. And uh, go enjoy the raid race. I will be watching people raid race and uh, making fun of them in the chat because that's how you treat your friends. Uh, until next week, gents, say goodbye or give your advice to any day one raid racers. Deuces. It doesn't matter if you come in first or last. You tried, Guardian. Mm -hmm. You did it. You or did, did a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something was done. We're not sure what, but something. Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. I was talking to a coworker this week about just, you know, the British accent, because she does she does training and instructional design for our company. And she's like, people keep saying I should do training. I'm like, you should. In this country, you have a British accent. That's basically a, a just, you can write your own meal ticket. I was like, I have a friend I do a podcast with, and because she was having the same problem. She was like, yeah, but I can't string two sentences together. I said, that's fine. You don't have to. That's the beauty of editing. You're editing. You're not doing this yeah. live. You're, you're doing, I was like, if you're doing instructional design or you know, training courses, 
you're reading a thing and it's being edited to make you sound incompetent with your silky smooth voice. That's the, that's the thing. I was like, I have a friend. He also has an amazing voice. Also cannot string two sentences together, but at the end it sounds beautiful because the magic of editing. That's not true. I can string sentences together when I'm not actually reading something off of the screen. Right. Sorry. Reading. I can string as many sentences together as possible as long as I'm just it's just coming out of my head. It's just words. Right, right. Sorry. Can't can't read two sentences together. That's it. <laughs> yeah, very well spoken, unless unless you're trying to speak the things on pages and words, and then it all all falls apart. The severed and the unmade. Akrazul. Is that how you say that? Yes. Akrazul's lament. Look at me, I am illiterate. I am no, you are. Of... Hang on, hang on, hang on. You are no, not no. illiterate. You are literate. That's what I said. I am literate. Yeah, but you put an I in front of it, so it sounded like you just called yourself illiterate. I didn't mean to say an I. <laughs> um, 